my Marvel MCU film, episode 22 MCU. God, I forgot the way I do the intro of these things. <laughs> uh, I am Mike Hubbardton, and who doesn't put mayo on a hot dog with me tonight? <laughs> Regular size man, Michael K. Hughes. And I'm Bill Tucker, <laughs> and that's America's ass. <laughs> uh, we have finally made it to Avengers Endgame, which really should be the end of this whole thing, but it's not. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But Sony has to keep making Spider-Man movies to keep the license. (laughs) Yes, pretty much. Is that basically it? Is that really just a contractual agreement? Probably. Far From Home, I feel like the reason why Far From Home and like No Way Home are so close together is because they only had the contract for so long. So they have to pump up what they can before they lose the contract. They can't sit on it like they do with like other movies. Yeah, yeah. that's it's, uh, the whole contract thing is weird. It's been well established how bizarre mm-hmm. that whole that whole madness is. And how much we hate it. Yeah, how much we despise it. <laughs> so this came out in 2019, and I have not seen Avengers Endgame since I saw it in theaters, like right the weekend it came out. I found I realized today or yesterday when I watched it. Hmm. I, I had forgotten most of this movie. <laughs> I didn't remember how they got back all the stones. I couldn't. I'm like, I, never <laughs> think like, I don't remember how they get the stones back. It was kind of hazy for me, too. It was it was. But it was only two years ago. That was so strange. Yeah, it doesn't feel like two years. It feels like five for some reason. Seriously. Yeah. Well, 2020 was three years packed into one. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Enough trauma happened during that year. Dan. Seriously. So this. So I know we talked a lot about on the Infinity when we covered Infinity War, but like one thing about this movie is that it's where I feel I I know I argued this before. I'm not going to go too much into it, but like I felt like Infinity War, you know, isn't as can be viewed as a one movie. Just they lose this movie. Really, you need to know because it's completely like a a sequel to it. Uh I mean, you really can't watch this without. I mean, I don't think you should watch without watching others because it just won't make any damn sense. They don't explain a whole lot. They explain nothing. I mean, yes. almost almost nothing. And Michael said it with uh, with uh, Infinity War that this is really this is really a companion movie. Like it's basically one long six hour movie mm-hmm. chopped up into two pieces because no one's going to sit through a six hour movie. So <laughs> uh, I sit through a four hour movie on HBO Max over the course of like a week. Yeah, but that was Justice League. You're excited to watch that. I don't know why, but yes, I was. <laughs> so I have I have some complaints about this movie, about Endgame, but. Just we'll get into it as we progress through this conversation. Uh, like I like as, as I said many times, I'm a big Hawkeye fan, but fuck Hawkeye in this movie. Kind of. Uh, well, yeah, for for personal reasons. Yeah, for sure. I don't Does like it. the character in this movie, but that's I know what they were going for. I just don't like it. It was a weird choice to go for Ronan. But Ronan also wasn't even Clint Barton at first in the comics. Plus, Ronan wasn't a murderer like that. I don't think. You just don't like they had to make you choose when it came to the Soul Stone. You had to choose between <laughs> him and Black Widow. Eh, I'm still upset about that. I realized that when I watched this movie. I'm like, nah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my issues. But I, I think that the way that this movie starts off is also it has a it, it starts off very good to to trick you and not lead you into like <laughs> where you don't you know it starts off with Barton and his family and they're he's teaching the girl how to shoot a bow and arrow and it's very friendly, and all of a sudden, they're not there anymore. <laughs> Gets really sad really fast. It's very, heartbreaking. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Michael. It was just, it's a very slow burn to the start of the movie. It doesn't really pick up until Scott enters the picture. But I Which, guess you got to set that tone. Over half an hour in, I think. 
something like that. This this whole opening is so sad. There's no real music. There's just this. He's enjoying his family, a little picnic, showing his daughter how to shoot a bow and arrow. Cool. And just having your family literally disappear, I, I can't imagine how that must make anybody feel. You know? It makes you want to go kill everybody, right? Yeah, it makes you want to go vigilante and uh, just murder all the bad guys in the world, clearly. <sighs> it makes me so- I, I I don't care for this opening like this. Then you have the part with Tony and Nebula just sitting on the ruined ship. And I kept getting Star Trek vibes because I've been watching way too much Star Trek and Stargate in the last six months. They yeah. Wanna, they really want to hammer home that the, the Avengers lost at the end of Infinity War. Yeah. And, and they do a good job of that. Yeah, they clearly they clearly lost. <laughs> I forgot Nebula even survived at the end of Infinity War. What ha- I forgot what happened. So I was watching this bit. I'm like, how do they get stuck in this ship together? So I, I couldn't remember what happened in Infinity War that they, got uh, them into space. On Titan, everyone else got snapped except for the two of them. So I assume they just took the Milano. And Tony has in this little recording that they repurposed the something or other to make fuel. And now they're just dead in the water. Gotcha. Okay, so it was kind of implied that this is how they, you know, escaped, but now they're just adrift in the adrift in the uh, the galaxy. Yes, and that is so scary because the galaxy is very big, and you're very small compared to the galaxy. As a guy who's been watching way too much space stuff, you'd be fine. because yeah. nobody would, you know, unless you have a distress signal, which they don't. I mean, the sheer luck that they have, the fact that Carol just happens to, you know, fly by them because she's on her way because the pager from Infinity War took her a month to get there or 14 days or something like that. They, they've been gone. Something like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, something something along those lines. And even the line when he says he's talking to his to the broken Iron Man mask, which is just symbolism. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he's he's uh, basically saying how they have literally no days worth of oxygen left. So he's like, well. This is it. I'm going to rest my eyes and float away. And uh, my other question was, how did Carol save them? They have a day's left oxygen. They probably didn't get there in a day and then they would be dead. But. That's a very good. That's a very good point. It was the movie. A movie has to do movie things. <laughs> but yes, like you said, Captain Marvel shows up like literal space Jesus and ferries them back to the Avengers compound. Which was cool to day. see again. Oh, yeah. She's so overpowered. It's just... She's not quite Scarlet Witch. I don't know. And we'll talk about Scarlet Witch in about probably two and a half hours at the rate <laughs> the show's going to go. The one but scene she's in. The one scene she's in. I'm I, I'm not going to say it now. But man alive, I am such a Scarlet Witch fan now after WandaVision. I am super <laughs> into her. I'm I am like Team Scarlet Witch. Bend bend things with your magic. I don't care. It's all good. Yeah, she's. I would say Cap Marvel's probably on the. It's hard to say at the same power level because they're completely different type of powers. Right. Yeah. But Captain Marvel is one of the most powerful characters in the MCU, hands down. Oh, yeah. It's that. Yeah. Pretty great. So she speeds them to the Avengers facility. Hooray. (laughs) I like her old intro. It's all cool. And and then you get that little scene also here when when Carol Danvers does land and they're talking, which is from, I think, Infinity War had that teaser with her in it or that. No, that was Ant-Man, wasn't it? Or Marvel. God, one of those movies had a teaser at the end, which was a scene from this movie. I don't remember. Oh, yeah. There's one you, where yeah. she shows up when the pager turns off asking where Fury is. Yes. I think that was uh, the Captain Marvel movie. Which would have taken place before this whole thing. 
So she'd been to Earth already before she went out and found Tony, I guess. Isn't this the first? Or is that a scene that just wasn't used, maybe? Uh, it could be. I can't remember if they make it. I wasn't paying enough attention because I had forgotten about that scene till just now to see if they say something about who are you or if they already knew her or not. I think they just yeah. met her because I know when Thor sees her, he pulls the axe and goes right. It flies by her head and he's like, I like her. Yeah. Well, and uh, Rhodey calls her new girl. So okay. she hasn't been there long. Right. Yeah. I, I think half of them probably haven't met her yet. Mm-hmm. Or have they? I don't remember. No, I but, don't think. Yeah. And so she just shows up like, yeah, let's go get Thanos. Like, OK, he's sitting there someplace. Let's just let's just do it. Why are we sitting reason. here? Why are we sitting around here? I'm Captain Marvel. I'm sure I can handle Thanos. I also like when Tony Stark, he has his little freak out. It's a, that's a good bit of, bit of acting from Robert Downey Jr. Kind of just a little bit of a freak out. You know, he was in space for 22 days and he's he was about to die. And he is still livid with Captain America and his optimism. You know, so... They do a really good job making him look real emaciated too after being <gasps> adrift for three weeks. It's, it's horrifying to see. It's so scary. I mean, it's I don't know if that was all CG. I assume that was all CG had to know, trickery, but yeah, just emaciated, like you said, and just haggard. His beard's all full of gray in there now, and it's just he's not in good shape. Yeah, so he motor functions are all over the place because he's knocking stuff over and he's falling and ugh. Just yeah, just hard to watch. And of course, Cap is he's feeling it's it's the things he is saying is really hitting Captain America, just really hitting him hard. And, you know, because Cap knows they lost. That was that was that was it. They lost and it's kind of over. But uh, Nebula lets them know, hey, I know where Thanos is clearly. So, yeah, they do this whole thing. It's like he goes to the guard and then Rocket's like, well, we saw this energy and then we saw it on this planet. So the, the, they already knew where he was. I know. They're all kind of like, oh, where could he possibly be? And it's like, and Rocket's basically like, hey, let's look at the sensors because the sensors just told us exactly yeah. where he is. Like, screw and, you, Nebula. We don't need your vague directions. <laughs> we don't need your vagaries. <laughs> so they decide. And I thought at that moment with Thor. Well, was it Thor? Yes, it is Thor. When Thor basically kind of goes to her and like, I like this one because she's just like, let's do it. And of course, he's the one who didn't land the killing blow that would have stopped all of this in the first place or prevented it. And that's that's it. Yeah. Or uh, someone kind of motions to Thor sitting in the next room over. It's like, what's with him? And uh, Rocket's like, he's pissed. He thinks he's failed. But I guess there's a lot of that going around. Right. <laughs> they And again, they all should be you know, pissed at what's going on here. Obviously this is, yeah, this is just, they failed miserably. And, and half of the pop, half of the, and I forgot this is too. It's not just half the population it's half of the world's living creatures. Yes. All, well, the universe. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. The universe rather. Yeah. Sorry. The universe is, is gone. So, you know, the, you know, the, the, the deer and the doggos and the cats, they're all the birds. All, like there's the birds a scene and, where the birds start chirping, which didn't click to me when I saw this years nope. ago, but clicked. We'll talk about it later, but click yeah, in this one. Me too. Same. And like with Thor, the reason why he's so upset because he blames himself for losing because in Infinity War he goes for the heart and doesn't go for the head because he doesn't try to kill him. Should have gone for the arm like he does here in a minute. Yeah, you know I would have made. Why not just? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would have yeah, solved the problem. It would have, but uh, he is he has failed. So we get the title, the title of the movie. I didn't even catch that. Let's go. No, yeah. The title of the movie is right after they decide to go 
and get Thanos. Okay, I I really like this part <laughs> a lot. One because like the when you as you go to as, you, as they see Thanos' planet and you and they kind of come up there and they show Thanos just you know running you know in his little hut, you see a scarecrow with his armor on. That is a scene from the comics of the original Infinity Gauntlet miniseries. Mm. But in the in the miniseries, he had lo- he gotten the gauntlet one, and they took it away from him, reversed what happened, and then they banished him to a little planet type of thing or something of that nature, if I remember correctly. And then he has it, then he puts it on a scarecrow. But it's been a long time that I read Infinity Gauntlet. But that's a straight up reference to comic. And I love that. We talked about emaciated Tony being uncomfortable. The the way the gauntlet's like fused to his hand now after he's used it twice is is real gross looking. Yeah, everything, everything about him, even his face is all kind of, you know, weathered on the one side or the gauntlet lives. So he's clearly, but I really like retirement Thanos. <laughs> I just like him pottering, pottering around his garden, plucking weird space pineapples and he's just, cooking. he's cooking. He's got a little dash of salt. I do that when I make my eggs, a little dash of salt. It's great. Uh, he's just living, living his, his best life in and again, this is what's so good about Thanos. He's not on a throne with like, you know, 18 servants and armies around him. He's just job was done. I'm going to now retire to my to my garden and I'm going to uh, cultivate land and live off the land and just kind of that's it. Of course, his uh, little respite is rudely interrupted by <laughs> by was who who comes Carol. In, Carol shoots him Carol. through the wall and then. Rhodey comes up out of the ground, or him or Bruce. Someone in, might have been oh, Bruce. The, yeah, the Hulkbuster armor. Which really threw me off for a second when I saw it. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? And then I, until they show Mark Ruffalo inside, I'm like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, again, we watched Infinity War. Well, at the time, you would have seen Infinity War, but a year ago, we watched Infinity War a few months, months ago. But yeah, I don't remember any of it. Yeah. And it's one of two times in this movie you see Mark Ruffalo, but we'll talk about how they ruin the Hulk later on. <laughs> it is a cool fight scene, and you get to see, and I like the fact that like Thor just comes immediately and just just takes off his arm to cut the gauntlet off, and then like, yeah. when they come to the realization of what happened, and Thanos is like, yeah, I destroyed the stones. <laughs> the temptation was too much. That That's something else. That's such a scene, like, when you just... I think it's after he says that he starts talking that there is no way to fix it that Thor just beheads him. I think mm-hmm. it's such a part, like you know, such a powerful scene because they're so defeated. This is when I mean, this is even worse than Infinity War because they realize that there is no way to fix what happened. There's nothing they can do. I I don't remember if it's if it's on the way here when Cap makes the comment where he's like, "I uh-huh. have to, you know, this has Ooh. to work because I don't I don't know yeah. if I can't." Natasha says that this is going to work. He says it's going to have to because I don't know what we're going to do if it doesn't. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's it's so that the Thanos head shop is so sudden. Like it's out of nowhere. And it just happens. It's even a little grisly too. You know, blood splurts up on uh, on uh, Nebula. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a pretty, for a Marvel movie, pretty grisly beheading. So, and even later you get a little better angle of what happened. Ooh. And uh that's it. Thor's done. He's got his revenge, <laughs> and he just walks off into the sunset. It's his one-liner of, I went for the head. I went for the head. That was the end of it. A little too Ugh. late, though. And there's no joy in this. And it, it, you you mentioned, Mike, that this is like a fight. It's not a fight. They just beat the hell out of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they show up. Accurate. They beat the hell out of him. He doesn't, he doesn't fight back. Again, he's retired. He's like, come on. 
Could you? No, he, but he doesn't even say that. He understands what what's going to happen, right? He understands that he's not going to escape this. And I like that line too, where he says to Nebula, because Nebula says, if, "If anything, he's not a liar, and he's thank you, daughter." You know, he he appreciates that Nebula understands that he's not going to lie about that sort of thing. That's not who he is. That's not his nature. That's not his character. Um, good stuff. Good stuff. But very sad because, hey, you beat Thanos. We've all been waiting for this. Yay. Yeah, it's not the hollowest of victories. Oh, seriously. And because it's you, you, but you still didn't win. Like, just because you killed Thanos doesn't mean you won because half the universe is still dusted. So, and this is then you have the five year later scene comes or this little thing comes across the thing that says five years later. I forget what year this is supposed to be taking place in now. I don't know. 2023, I think. Sounds about right. Yeah, 2023. Okay. Yeah. Th- yeah. Twenty twenty three. You're. It's just which I find interesting too how they kind of like try to like pair up with real life would be a little bit ahead and all the movies kind of like jump around different times. But like the way that it it comes because this is also about half an hour into the movie when you get this part. <laughs> I think it's either half an hour or twenty minutes because I know I was checking the time stamps for certain events to see just how far they were in, and this is the part where you have you have. So you see like a building, it reminds me like an, you know, like a constantly meeting, like Alcohol Anonymous, something of that nature. And you have Chris Evans or Captain America sitting there talking with just some random people how they're, you know, dealing with what happened with with the blip. And it's been five years since everybody disappeared. Is it the blip or is it the, or the uh, blip come back? I don't know. Far from home is kind of they, they keep referring to the blip, but I think it's just like the whole thing. I think it's just the snap one that makes them disappear. So okay. maybe the blips when they come back. Okay, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, I, I got him wrong. Right, yeah, because I think in Winter Soldier, they refer to it as the blip as well, when everyone returns. Yeah, it's the snap where everybody goes away, and yeah. they're dealing with the snap, and it, it's such a sad little scene. Like, it really hit me this time. I'm just like, hmm, this has its moments. Yeah, or well, the guy's talking about his date, and he said, he cried when they brought the salads, and I cried right before dessert. Like, ugh. <sighs> Golly, that's just knives after knives. And isn't it the director who does that part? One of the one of the yes. Russo brothers. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of the Russos. Cool. Okay, I wasn't sure. And I I love how Captain America, even five years later, is still trying to help. He mm-hmm. can't do anything cosmically. He can't. There's no giant, you know, Hydra or anything to go after. So I'm just going to try to help one person at a time because that's his nature. He cannot not help people and be a hero. So he's He'll lead a support group for people who are still struggling with the uh, with the with the snap. So so sad. Just I really uh, like I, that though. They have that slow kind of camera, kind of like uh, not cam- camera. Of course, it's a camera. This is a movie, silly. Of course, it's a camera <laughs> shot. A, that slow kind of like not it's not a pan, but whatever it's called, where they kind of see City Field in New York completely empty and and decrepit. I love that you see the Statue of Liberty, but it's now a port. Because clearly they need to make a makeshift port out of something. So oh, this, I didn't catch that. oh yeah, it's it's uh it's pretty it's pretty striking when they when they show kind of New York what it is. And it's still five years. Like after five years, you would think people are, you know, you not think over. you start to get things together after yeah. five years, even if you lost half your population. But I guess just I mean, guess the world would crumble so much of it because you know everyone's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what government? Even like Carol says. You know, these, gov- these governments are in shambles. You know, they're just still still a problem. So, huh, 
It's good though. It's crazy sad. Yeah. It's not a I didn't like it. <laughs> not that it was bad, just I didn't like it, but it's hard and to And then see. this is when you jump into initial San Francisco and this part is funny where you have you see the van is in, you know, where Ant-Man went to the end of Ant-Man the Wasp movie. And then you see the rat activates the van, which ends up, you know, shooting Scott Lang out. And it's still, that's still hilarious. It's the ultimate deus ex machina. Is oh that my one God. rat. <laughs> it's, it's a little dumb. I mean, let's be honest here. Uh, it's pretty happenstance, but you're right. Again, it's kind of a movie thing or just, we got to move it along. And uh, I love how he puts the sign up and says, help me. <laughs> <I'm> so, <laughs> Oh, and the, the the actor who plays the uh, the security guard is Ken John, famously from the Hangover movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. and of is course, he, yeah. Go ahead. He's even Parks and Rec too, right? Yep, he's in Parks and Rec. Yeah, pretty okay. sure. Which and, makes uh, sense that these directors did a lot of that. Oh, okay. That make that does make sense then. And one of my favorite things is also he's um, one of the one of the uh, judges on the Mass Singer, which my my family are were just a bunch of cornballs. Because we're now officially <laughs> suburban people, so we watched the Mass Singer, and he's one of the judges. And nifty little tidbit: he is reading. Because I did look this up. Because whenever someone's reading a book in a Marvel movie, I look it up to see if there's a hidden meaning. Sure enough, there was. He's reading a book called Terminal Beach. It's a collection of short stories by J. G. Ballard, and the first story in that collection is called Endgame. Yeah. So uh, that's it. Uh, people that's can't funny. read. People can't read without there being a hidden meaning in Marvel movies. So. Well, no, just in movies in general, I feel like if you're going to put a book or put something there, you're going to put it there for a reason. Yeah, a little, little Easter egg there. So that's, that's my funny. Easter egg. That's my Easter egg for the for the show. The entire I show. really like the scene with Scott Lang walking down the street and you just see like a crashed car, garbage everywhere. And he's like, and he asks the kid what happened. The kid just ignores him and rides off. And, uh, yeah. Go to ahead, me, I, like you said earlier, five years, you think they would have gotten like somewhat back to normal at least some like, like stuff like that would have been cleaned up but but i guess if you think about it if half the universe is is, is gone between then and now is only five years so what yeah. anybody born yeah. at the at that time was is now only five years old so you literally have half the people available to do the basic things that we require you know yeah. everything that we yeah. have for our daily lives requires man slash woman power so or people power so I guess that make it makes sense, right? We, you know, listen, the garbage on the ground is gonna have to have to deal because we gotta, you know, make the power plants work. So well, they probably shrunk down communities too. It's to having people so spaced out. Like a lot of these places, even if they're doing like trash collection, a lot of these abandoned places they probably wouldn't even bother with yet. Right? Yeah, right. Half the half the homes are probably vacated. It's a scary, scary thought, man. It really is. I don't like this at all. No, it's not a happy <laughs> beginning to this movie. Like it is like half, really tough. We're half an hour in. Like there's no joy to be found in in this uh, thus far. So at least and, like, when zombies too. It's not the Last of Us. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it ain't that bad. No, Whew, that's an opening that hits you right in the face. <sighs> yeah. Ooh, okay. Played that game once. Have never went back to it. <laughs> no, I don't have a need to either, honestly. And I, I own the second one, and I have not popped it in yet. And I'm yeah, like, you, I don't, yeah, you might not want to do that. I don't know. I don't know. It's pretty depressing for what I've heard. I know yeah. I know how the game goes. It's pretty depressing. I don't mind that stuff, but you know. I don't no, know. Got to be in the right state of mind. <laughs> and like the part where Scott Lane goes to the memorial, and he sees all the different names, and he's looking for his daughter's name, and he sees his own name. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that, that's, a, that's, that's another part that just keeps hitting you. 
Yeah, because as far as everyone else knows, he he disappeared at the same time with everyone else. So yes. it would be the logical. It's a lot, yeah, logical. So he, uh, but he, but he doesn't see her name, so he runs to. I guess, I guess he, I guess he knows where she lives. What's it? The mother's house. He goes yeah. there. Oh, that's right. He goes, that's right. He goes to the, the mom's house. You're right. And there she is, all grown up. And it's a very yeah, touching moment. They're setting up the Young Avengers. Oh yeah, with Stature or Stinger, one of the two. Wait, what? She, she she becomes. Oh yeah, a, she's, she's a hero too. Yeah. Oh, we can't just let people be people. They all gotta have costumes. Okay. Yep. Great. Oh, there cool. are no side characters in Marvel movies. Everybody's someone. <laughs> Everybody's someone at some point. If you have uh, lines, you are eventually a person of interest. <laughs> if a you hero have a interest. full name, you were probably a hero at some point. <laughs> or a villain. Oh, well, if you're a villain, then if you're a villain, then your name rhymes or begins with the same letter, right? So then you know that person's villainous. That's how it kind of works, right? I think in uh, uh, Homecoming, when you see the news anchors on the, the school news, I think one of them's one of them's Dagger and the other one's the Prowler. Oh, so <laughs> like everything. everyone's someone. Everyone's got to be something. Come on. Let's just people be people. All right. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it just annoyed me for some reason. Uh, she yeah, no, because you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what. I know. That's one of the comments you'll see online a lot at this time is that they're setting up the Young Avengers because her and other characters that have been in all the other stuff since then is they're setting it up because they got to do oh. something eventually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because we're getting Kate Bishop and Miss Marvel both coming yeah. through a Disney Plus series. Oh, that's right. Wow, more series. Okay. I'll talk about it. I'll talk about one of the series later on because I think it's very it's interesting how it all kind of sort of tied together. Anyway, and then after you see them together, then it jumps to Black Widow doing like the little where she's running at the Avengers headquarters and t- talking to the hologram, which reminds me of Winter Soldier yep. and Shield. And this is a cool scene where they're like people think that there's one one point where the girl from Walking Dead I can't remember her name the actress or the character uh, makes a comment about there being an earthquake in the sea but we're not going to do anything about it and people think that's a, co- a reference to namor huh. i doubt that but i just want to put that out there no one likes namor i don't think they even own the rights to namor to be honest so no well they do now i think it's lumped in with the fantastic four okay but yeah that's there otherwise there's nothing really too important happened there but you see carol Danvers' new haircut and you just have like a little you know her kind of like you see how black widow is not really bit you know she's not really okay okay yeah they do own namor again now I like when she's crying and Steve comes in. And he's like, I'd offer to cook you dinner, but you look pretty miserable already. <laughs> good line. It's a good line for sure. And she has a sandwich she's eating. And he's like, I could, it, I just like, I, I love their interaction together. Yeah. This is a whole good scene between them. He's like, I saw a pot of whales on the way all over here on the way over here. And she's gonna be like, if you telling me this is all <laughs> look on the bright side, you're going to get hit with a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> really good. Uh I, I love this actor so much. <laughs> uh, this is why this movie upset me too. Sometimes, yeah, we don't get her anymore. No, no, it's, it's not gonna happen. Nope. Okay, let's. And this is when. Oh, and during the little briefing is when somebody tells Black Widow about Barton, but I can't remember what I put. It's, oh, War Machine. It's Brody. Yeah, he says he's in Mexico, and a bunch of cartel guys were all decimated, basically. Like it's yeah, Barton. It, it makes me not like him in this movie a lot. I don't like where they went with Barton at all. I thought see, I I wasn't sure who he was he was talking about. I kind of assumed because of her reaction, I kind of forgot about uh, Barton. I thought it was Hulk, like Hulk just rampaging oh. around. I, that's what I thought initially, and then and then of course clearly it was Hawkeye because 
because Hulk can't wield the sword. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, who else haven't I seen that could do this? Okay. And I like, um, I don't think we get there quite yet. I'll talk about that scene when we get there. But yeah, I didn't know. I, I thought it was, I thought it was Hulk. So makes sense though. I mean, Hulk is someone that blows off the handle. You wouldn't think Hawkeye would be someone that just becomes crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Punisher take on Hawkeye in this. It just bugs me. I mean, like I accept it with Punisher because of Punisher. Because his family gets killed and the government won't do anything. The authorities don't step in. He was a cop. And I'm okay with like the whole idea of the Punisher. But with this guy, his family disappears because of a giant alien. So his solution is, I'm going to kill everyone that's evil that commits crime because my family died and they didn't die. Like, Oh, yeah. That's what he says. Is uh, He tells the Yakuza guy later on in Japan. He's like, you survived. They didn't. They got Thanos and you get me. <sighs> it's I don't like it. I just feel like it's eh, not not good. I think it's just meant to show like the toughness of the situation that someone like a family man like Barton can fly off the handle. Like it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, he's got no one to live for. He's got no what yeah, else? He lost he, everything he, except he for lost literally everything. Yeah, so forget it. I'm just gonna go ahead and try to you know save the world my own way. I just don't like it. Maybe because I like Hawkeye in general, and I don't like what they did. <laughs> that might be part of the problem here. And hey, this yeah. is when you get the first like lighthearted part of the entire movie that up to this point is Scott laying banging on the door saying, it's me, for Scott. Remember, I saw you at the airport. I had a mask on. You might part. not recognize me. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy that like that. And then I like how Captain America's like, when was this? She's like, that's live. And he goes in the whole thing, talking about how the quantum realm works and how he was able to travel through time, essentially, because time tra- is different. Yeah, because it's been five years for them. He says for him, it's like five hours in the quantum realm, which I don't understand how that works. But hey, science, it, science. it's time, time. No one knows how time works. So it's, you know, I'm more OK time. with this version of time travel than going around the sun counterclockwise to reverse time to go save whales. <laughs> I'm more OK with this. <laughs> I die. I I did. I did. I got the reference. I'll leave, I'll leave it for anybody else who didn't. So I, I do like this. I, I think it's, I'm so glad he shows up. We need you, Paul Rudd. Please, please lighten the mood, Escooch. He, he actually does. has an, he has, he does. And he has an answer. You know, he's Stark. I think, no, that's not Stark just yet. Um, but what could we control it? I started getting Loki vibes. All the Loki vibes. There's and I think a couple it's just, lives in oh, this yeah. movie Branching that are straight up. Loki stuff really enjoyed it like there's one about trimming the timelines later on somebody says something about if we if we if we did this you had multiple timelines you need to trim them or something like there's 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 references that made me laugh. yeah yeah it just made it just made me really happy when I when I had that because again I just just saw Loki and I really enjoyed it so the show rather it's good it's the best of the three so far I don't know best but we're not we're not gonna get in this conversation but my favorite of the three we'll say that I, I really enjoyed it. We, we we got into it pretty hard. We will at some point. <laughs> so and this is when they then go to Tony, because now that they have a plan of how they can, you know, fix things because they're like, OK, we can go back in time. We can go get the stones before Thanos did and then resnap everybody back. And this is when they go to Tony and you see Tony's completely different than who he was back then he's nowhere near the type of character that you had before he's you know has a daughter now you see him with his daughter who's wearing an iron man helmet which can't be safe and like he just and then when he sees him he wants nothing to do with him at first he's like we're we're not talking about what happened we're not we're not i'm done i'm retired 
It's not an Iron Man helmet. It's the rescue helmet. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be safe to her wear that, though, I feel. No, probably not. Well, the helmet's probably fine. If she had an actual blaster on. Then... She has the fake little blaster on, which was cute. The glove with the little like flashlight thing on. It's <laughs> like, a, identify lunch or be disintegrated. <laughs> it was funny. It's really good. It's a cute little scene. And, and again, I mean, they're as... Spoilers for this movie. They're foreshadowing things that are good, that are coming. Like Age of Ultron foreshadowed, you know, Hawkeye dying, but then didn't then they didn't follow through with that. Unfortunately, <sighs> guess not. Age of Ultron foreshadowed in the name Endgame because Tony says that he points up. He says that out there, that's the Endgame. Yep, he sure does. And in Infinity War, they say yeah. it too. We're yeah, the Endgame now. Doctor Strange, I think, says it at some point because. Back when this movie was coming out, one of the one of the jokes they were saying, they were like, "Yep, the the line of this name of the movie is in Infinity War," and people couldn't. I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, there's a random information. <laughs> yep, and it, it's just it's a good scene though. I mean, I like how like they you know how he doesn't really want anything to do with them. He doesn't want to go back. He's like, "We lost. We're done. I moved on." And he's he's so worried about if they bring back the gauntlet, if they were able to do this, that he would lose what they what he had. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also really powerful. Yeah, he, he he's found he found a family. He's now settled in. He's he's living in the woods, you know, in a cabin. You know, he's not you know, he's not living in his lap of luxury, crazy compound. So and he's very happy with the simple life that he has um, with his daughter and with Pepper. So, yeah, they even say that he and Pepper got married at some point because Scott says you have a wife now and a daughter. So, yeah, he, he's discovered the simple things in life can be the most fulfilling. And uh, he's done with adventuring, he's like, you know what? I I, I don't want to risk losing what I have. I found what I need, and I'm not going to make, not going to risk gallivanting around the galaxy trying to stop Thanos or whatever, or try to fix this with your crazy Back to the Future time travel idea. That's not gonna, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. And I'll, hey, until he sees a picture of Peter Parker, and then everything doesn't matter anymore. Oh, yeah, 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 this is one of the first things he says to Cap when he comes back from space is, I lost the kid. Yeah. And Cap should have been like, who? <laughs> I don't think Cap even knew Spider-Man was there, so. No, well, he knew Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, I probably didn't know Spider-Man. He, he was there, yeah. You even knew who he was. No, he I, I always found that kind of like, I don't like their relationship with Peter Parker and Tony Stark in these movies at all. I just don't like it. I think I think it's very good. I, I do like it. Um, I like that kind of reluctant mentor. And I think we've talked about it before. But um, the reluctant mentor, and it really affected him. He's a kid. You know? Oh, we'll talk about it again. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure we will. Is there, oh, yeah. is there, is there a lot of that in Far yeah, From Home? A, a, a decent amount. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You've never so, seen Far From Home, right? No, I no. haven't. So you, do you not get your Spider-Man movie, Michael? Oh, no. It's enough to set up <laughs> the whole plot of that movie. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there soon. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one for sure. And and since Tony turned him down, this is when they go to meet Hulk for the first time. <sighs> hey, I'll let Michael take this one on. Yes. It so is. you had opinions, Mike, about this Hulk. The, the neutered Hulk. It's like Hulk's supposed to be this mindless killing machine, but they're like, oh, we need Banner for this, but we need the Hulk too, so we're just gonna make him the same person. Which Professor Hulk was a character in the comics, but. I don't, I don't like the way they did it. It's just, it's dopey. Is it I, me or was there a lot of Uncanny Valley with him this time around? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a lot. I didn't like it either. I don't, I want my old Hulk back. I want, I think the duality is so interesting. And when you combine that 
It's just not as interesting anymore. Mm-hmm. I like I like troubled, tragic, you know, angry Hulk. You know, dabbing, you know, selfie taker is not. Oh, man, this is the first scene, too, that I was just like, oh, my God, this is, joke is so dumb. When trying to get the kids to take the picture with Ant-Man and just goes on for entirely oh. too long. It felt yeah, like Ragnarok all over again. I won't yeah. argue with that. It was it went on forever. And it, I just uh, I don't know. I just don't uh, I just didn't connect with it very well and throughout this whole movie. And I got used to it, you know, but I never really enjoyed it. Um, and this scene is very cringy. Like, there's yeah. lots of cringe in this. And it seems like every scene like that, it's either Hulk or Thor. It's like they can't shake those Ragnarok vibes. Yeah, they really can't. They really can't. Uh, oh, and that kid that won't take a picture with Hulk, with uh, Ant-Man, that's uh, the nephew of the director. Oh, okay. So It looks right at the camera at one point. <laughs> nice. Yeah. At least he doesn't point to his crotch like the kid in Back to the Future 3. <laughs> that's good. I the diner scene is kind of is kind of dumb. I mean, I like it up until that point with a the joke. Then I don't like it when the joke just doesn't end for no reason. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's me. That's stupid. That didn't need to be in the movie. But this is hold them trying to figure out like because Sintoni turned down. They're trying to get Hulk, who's now Smart Hulk, to see if he can figure out if they can what they're trying to do. If he can make it work. Yeah. I like the Hulk says that it's outside of his area of expertise, which, yeah, pretty much. Basically, yeah, he's just kind of not not what I not what I do, fellas. Do you want sure you want to talk to that Stark guy? Like he he probably be more equipped. <laughs> but, oh, okay, I guess not. So I'll just go back to eating my breakfast and getting on Instagram with a bunch of preteens. Yeah, that's still that's still <laughs> it's still annoying. Yeah, All right. this is anyway. when you have. Then Tony doing the dishes when he's running the theories in his head. And, like, and we, I made the joke before where he sees the picture of Peter Parker and he's like, oh, I got to go save the kid. And he makes a time machine somehow. I didn't see it this way. I didn't see it as him. I think this kind of sparked like, oh, there is someone to fight for. But okay, I that's a better fa- way to put it. Yeah, like, like there, there are people to fight for. You know, I, I kind of save the kid, but I, I, I should try for the benefit of others because that's who I am. And then you go right to him with his daughter. <laughs> um, as, well, because then he discovers. Oh, that's right. Because then he like he's fiddling around, and his brain as a genius won't let it go. It's great. It's so interesting because he's just I can't. He's just it, let me just fiddle with this. Moby a strip, remove this thing, and then it smacks him in the face. Oh my god, this is possible. I love, I love this interaction with him and Morgan. He's just like shit. She's like, shit. So, oh no, only mommy's allowed to say that. <laughs> what are you doing up? What are you doing up? Because I got some serious shit going on. <laughs> it is funny. The face she gives him, I love it. It's great. The girl's and adorable. She's great. And the, the moment that he's putting her to bed, they take time with this. And that I really do like these directors because they'll take the time to really cement themes and, and establish character and this is all, of course, foreshadowing and trying to make you really feel for Tony. He's got this. He's in this great place. He's a great dad. He's caring for his daughter. He's, you know, he's got, he's got it. Like he's got everything you really need in life. And when he, spoiler alert, please watch this movie before listening to this podcast. <laughs> Spoilers abound. When he finally bites the dust, he, that's it. it it's so painful because you know what he's losing, and you know what everyone else is losing. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm a yep. fan. I wasn't upset when he dies, but we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> and this is when you had them go to the they're at the Avengers HQ and they're trying to test. And this made me laugh when they're like, OK, before we do this, we have to test it out. 
and they're sending Ant-Man back in time. But when they, they send him back and they bring him back, but they bring back, I think, baby Ant-Man or the teenage first. OK. And then baby, then old man or something. Yeah. Teenage, then old, then baby. Because baby, of course, you're going to do a joke. You got to do it in threes. And baby, of course, is the funniest of the three. So you got to oh. do baby in three. Um, <laughs> that makes sense. Got, got the good line of someone peed my pants. I don't know if it was old me or baby me or just me, me. <laughs> <laughs> Scott's so good. He we, God, he's so required in this in this movie. He really does add so much this light and levity to it. Yeah, and again, I wrote here again, not sure if I like laid-back Professor Hulk. I just don't. Again, why can't we just have Bruce be Bruce? And then it seems like, yeah, it Bruce. seems unnecessary. Then switch to, and then switch gears when you need to go mental. I mean, I don't I don't understand why you have to have this all combined. I don't I don't know. And he still looks strange. Just again that Uncanny Valley is I think it's because they tried to make the Hulk look more like Mark Ruffalo, more like Banner than just mm-hmm. being its own face. Sure. Sure. Yeah, that could be that definitely could be the case. So they could see why they do that, too. It's weird. I don't like it. Yeah, I I liked it, but I can I see your complaints. But uh, we we cut to the Avengers headquarters. Tony arrives driving as fast as humanly possible because that's what he does. (laughs) I think it's an accurate. There's a lot of accurate in this movie. Oh, actually, just I think a couple. So I'm sorry. uh, Audi. I think it was an Audi. Yeah. I always look at the car types because I want to see where the sponsors are. (laughs) Uh, What are you talking about? He's here to save the day. He kind of predicts that he would turn into a baby. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Like his explanation of instead of moving him through time, you move through time through him. Yeah. Oh, good. That's I good. That. Yeah. And when he gives him the shield, though, like that is such a profound moment because he hasn't had it since Civil War, which mm. was a while ago at this point. Long fucking time at this point. So that yeah. that's such a powerful scene, too. I, I feel it when he gives him when he gives him that. I really like that. You're like, well, my dad made this for you, and you give him the shield. I need to get out of the garage for Morgan takes it sledding. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, real good. So, hmm. yeah, so he's here to save the day. I like when Scott meets the balance of the Avengers, I think. They're, they're all coming back to the headquarters and <laughs> ruining his poor taco. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. And they're like, and then he's like, there's some idiot in the landing zone. <laughs> <laughs> this is my... My opening line where Rhodey comes in, just like crashes right next to him. He's like, hey, regular size man. He's still a little bitter about Civil War, apparently. A little bit. Well, he did get bit. paralyzed in Civil War, so. Yeah. I guess I guess you would get a little salty after after an event like that. I mean, like they don't like it, it's, you know, it happens and then they then they fixed it sort of. But it comes to play later in this movie, too, where you see the fact that he's still paralyzed. Like just because he's OK most of the time, he's paralyzed. So, yeah, you're probably a little mad about this, though. I can see that. But then we go to New Asgard, and here is where I'll sigh. I'll do a Michael <sighs> sigh. <laughs> no, okay. I'm sighing with you. This is uh, this is dumb. Don't like this at all. I'm okay we, get to see Val- we get to see Valkyrie again. That's always fun. Um, yeah, that was cool. I, I really like her. Yeah, she doesn't do anything stupid in this movie. No. She doesn't really do anything in this good. movie. She has no, a good line. Fine. She has a good line where she goes to Hulk. She says, I like old you better. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah. I do too, uh, too, Valkyrie. <laughs> Good call. She said, I would have preferred you either the other two ways. Something yep. like that. So, yep, yeah, me too. Yep. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> High five. I'm with you. And we meet. I don't know how to say I, I wrote down as shorthand fat Thor, but I don't like that term because I don't call it fat Thor. I call it press Thor. It's the Ooh. big Thorbowski. Big. <laughs> there is a big Lebowski reference in this. Oh, movie. But there is but. music. 
And I forgot to mention this because I wasn't paying attention enough. Uh, there's I forget what the song was, but there was music playing as Hulk and Rocket are in the back of the truck going to Asgard, and I, oh, I remember yeah. wanting to write that down because it amused. I liked it. Whatever it was, I remember enjoying that little part. I don't remember it. Yeah, I don't remember it. I so what? What did you? What's how was he referred to? I call him the press Thor, but Mike's okay. right. The big Lebonski Thor. They make that joke, but that's just kind of something that. Because, again, I feel like that's what this whole thing is about with Thor, is that he's depressed because he has the guilt of not killing Thanos when he had the chance all those you know years ago at this point. And he's not able to deal with the fact that they failed and couldn't resurrect everybody because of his fault, the way he sees it. And that's how I, I take it, because he's, you know, he's become an alcoholic. He's just drinking all the time. He can't, you know, drunk. He's just sitting there. You know, he's completely became just, you know, consumed himself with guilt. That's all I take. That's all I always take this scene now. He should have been the Ronin one. He should have been out there taking out bad guys, just angry instead of whatever this is. I I didn't like it when I saw it in theaters. I didn't like all the jokes that surround it. But oh, fat Thor. Oh, oh, oh. Like it, it's a I feel like the movie shouldn't have done it. But they again, I mean, when you I look at it better now, I'm like, OK, they're just trying to show depression and show what happened to him. But. I, it's played for comedy, and that's yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. It's me. It's it's making fun at the expense of his size. And maybe this is me just being a little more sensitive, I guess. But it's extraordinarily sad. Like this to me hits like, oh god, he had this this amazing you know force of power, and now he's just wasting away. I don't like the fact that they're playing video games, and that's a symbol for just oh, wasting time, right? Playing not Fortnite. just video games; they're playing Fortnite, right? <laughs> Although we, although we get the rock man whose name I can't remember, he's great. Korg, Korg, yeah. ah, he's so good. Welcome back, the director from Thor Ragnarok is the voiceover for that. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. He does a really good job. Uh, he's breaking, cracking beers against Stormbreaker. I mean, it's just like it's really sad. But again, it's played for laughs. Like you're supposed to chuckle at at um, depressed Thor, and man, it's not funny, you know. And it really does smack of the kind of joke you would have made ten years ago. You know, it doesn't seem like a modern movie would go that route, but they did. And I I just don't don't love it. How do they and how does anyone know how they made Chris Hem- Hemsworth? So, you know, give him that body. Like, is that trickery or I doubt he it's, did that himself. It's probably he did. some kind of fat suit. Yeah, yeah, something of that of that nature. But yeah, clearly he's hurting, especially when Hulk mentions they can beat Thanos. And that cuts to his heart yeah. through all the alcohol and it's a good acting moment too chris Hemsworth is a very good actor he kind of breaks down he's like don't say that name <laughs> like and then cork we don't say that name in this house <laughs> like that. so good you know cork love him and his little little creature friend it's um, a good meek. scene i like it more than i did i think the first time I don't, I don't I know like it's him spouting off about fixing the cable and uh, yeah but that's i don't know it didn't bother me this it's, time. It's masking, right? Clearly, he's putting on brave no. fronts. Clearly, he's he's anesthetizing. Anesthetizing is that a word? He's I'm he's sure. he's dulling pain through being slovenly and and through drinking and through just wasting a wasting time, right? When he could be doing something good for humanity, he's chosen to just wallow. He even says it. He's like, "I'm sure you came in here lot watching me wallow in self pity." It's like, well. Kinda, yeah. But there's also a deeper meaning there. He is just crushed by what he was unable to do, and this is just how he's dealing with it. And people deal with trauma in bad ways, and not everybody does so in good ways. But I just the fact that it's played for comedy is just was annoying. It was not annoying. It was a little upsetting. Like, ugh, really? Do we, is this is this the route we're going to take with this? Because 
this is not fun and funny, you know. As I was the one joke I do like that came out of this scene was what the internet makes a joke where how they're playing PS4 because the PS5 is still hard to find. Oh yeah, uh, I, I like yeah. that joke. That's a pretty good joke. That's what I was trying. To, yeah, that's the only see, even like five years later, they're still hard to find. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a good one. It's a good joke. I like the um. Like, I'm just saying, and I'm like, I, I was just going to say that again, this just feels like a very 2010 kind of scene. Yes. You know, a little, t- it's very tone deaf. That's but, one of my problems with it too. Yeah. But rocket gets him on the, gets him on the ship because he says there's beer there. There you go. That'll work. Uh, Cause he needs beer to function. I, I do uh, like his, his, <laughs> his, a uh, response of what kind. <laughs> that's good well he's i like your picky dude i like he's a bit of a connoisseur he's like you know is this a like a, a hazy ipa or are we talking like some budweiser because if that's the not case, be forest light yeah i hope it's not a natty light or anything i want to give me some gooder gooder stuff this isn't so bad after the after you get through the first two or three yeah that's fine i had a phase where i drank a lot of natural ice so it's terrible at first but you get a few now and you're okay and it don't matter anymore Oh, please. Anything is good after a few paint thinner. Anything, please. Yeah, I know. That's a joke. <laughs> I'm kidding. But now uh, we go back to uh, now. Well, Ronan. Story. Yeah. Ronan killing people makes me go. Why is he not arrested and, and tried for murder in this movie? But, you know, uh, the cops probably can't coordinate. Yeah. Well, sure. little police forces left. It's just not a. Yeah. Because this is when you see him killing. You mentioned earlier where he's killing the. Yakuza. Um, Yakuza, and then he makes a comment about, you know, like you said earlier, and I just don't care for this part. I, don't know, I just don't care for everything they did with him. That's all. He's he's basically taking it the way that I figure Thor should have taken it. It's just go out there and act out your aggression. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he's... He didn't screw up or anything. He's just angry. Yeah, yeah he's just mad. He's just taking it out on, on the bad guys of the world and just... Pro- he's being proactive as opposed to reactive. Yeah, that's fine. It's just not my. And then it's not this the character is when, you like, yeah. Yeah, and Black Widow recruits him, and you know, I, I like how he, like he's one like, don't give me hope, and I'm just like, <sighs> <laughs> they didn't need him. I also don't like what happens in this movie because of him. So, you know, there's that too. Indeed, I'm just, I'm a big fan of Hawkeye as a character, not in the MCU. <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, I, 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 again, as you know, I, I grew to, I grew to like him as the movies went on. So, uh, you didn't read the comic, bro, bro, bro. Uh, the Matt <laughs> Fraction run. <laughs> yes, that will never. Yeah, that episode. That's rough. Mm-hmm. That's a rough comic. Rough, rough good, comic. I read good thing that's thing. what this series is going to be based off of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not excited for that. And I like when, and then this shows them building the time machine, which I think is really cool. And. I like the time travel explanation because it's referencing a bunch of different movies like Back to the Future as mentioned, Hot Tub Time Machine for some reason. And I like their theory of of time travel. They, I think they explain it incorrectly to what I think time travel will be if we ever get it, if it, it does ever exist. But I'm OK with it because they do explain how it works in this world. They incorrectly bring up Bill and Ted, though, because that doesn't have the same kind of time travel logic that the other movies do no i don't even so the time travel in this their theory is that if you go back in time and do something it doesn't affect future because you still had to go back and do it i'm okay with that but the whole idea of the infinity stone by moving the infinity stones you would change because they're such a climactic part of the time stream that if you mess with those that alters time then itself i took it as the director saying don't worry about it 
Don't yeah, worry about yeah. it. Just, it's I'm confusing this for real. You know, you know, of course, it, uh, and this is all audience surrogate stuff. You know, um, Warhammer is going, you know, he's like, what about Back to the Future? This movie, that movie, this movie, that movie, every movie that we've had flies in the face of this. And then Hulk, of course, is like, no, that's all nonsense. Here's some mumbo jumbo. Is everyone confused? Good audience, be confused because it doesn't matter. Let's just let's just let's just hand wave this, please. Don't make us like explain this every five minutes, um, which I think is actually good. Let's just set the expectation. It's not about the science of the time travel. Time travel occurred. Smart you, people. Did you called smart him Warhammer things. again. <laughs> did I again? Did I really? yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, I did it. I keep saying Warhammer. I'm sorry, War Machine. I keep. I've been doing that for now a year and a half. This is just it's like a running joke at this point. <laughs> now I have to keep saying it. War, War, uh, War Machine. I almost said it again. War Machine. <laughs> he, uh, he goes to that litany, and I just think this is the director saying, yeah, just move on. It's fine. We're, we're. This is this is meant to be fun. There's more to do here. <laughs> this can't be four yeah, hours. I, damn it. I like the Star Trek way. Like I've been watching a lot of Enterprise lately, and they deal a lot with time travel. And their whole idea: if you go back in time, you can still alter events like drastically. But if along if the events like one in one episode, the guy goes back in time, changes World War II completely. But because they stop him from going back to the future because they kill him, then it never happened, and everything resets itself. Huh. I like this got so focused on the logic of Back to the Future 1, but they talk about how you can't change it, which is, oh, no, never mind. Cut all that out. I'm thinking backwards. I can't help you. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Back uh, to the Future 2 is basically that. I'm sure. Yeah. It changed. I've yeah, never seen that movie before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's fine. It's good. I like Back to the Future 2. It's a matter of Back to the Future 2. Yeah, it's no, it's one, no one, but come on. And this is um, when you have the the Barton test where Barton goes back in time. And this part is a little kind of hits a little because he goes back and he sees his fam, like he hears his family because he's back mm-hmm. there and he, he yells for his daughter, runs to the door and then vanishes because he goes back into the future. We bring baseball glove with him. Oh, yeah. This is a touching scene, too. Like he's doing the test. Although I do like before that when when uh, Scott Scott it's just a doof Scott doesn't doesn't you know doesn't really belong there. Hulk's trying to put the pin particles in his suit. He's like, no, you're being all hulkish. Let me do it. We've only got enough for two tests. Zoop, One test. Zoop. One test. <laughs> so good. I'm not ready for this. Yeah, they they screw up a little bit. A little bit. They had a few I, errors. That's yeah. how they got in this whole mess in the first place. Yeah. Indeed. I do enjoy the briefing when they have the whole brief about how they're going to do this and what they have to do. I I enjoy that scene. To me, that's really cool. They talk about, okay, where are we going to go back? Okay, we have to go back to there's three stones in New York on this at this time. Except I don't understand what their goal, like how they expect to get the time of the stone. But I guess they thought they just talked to Stephen Strange and he just give it to him or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically, I think honestly, I think that was the idea. Let's just let's just get let's just get Doctor Strange to to hand it over. We get more of. Thor being long-winded because it's funny, I guess, about the reality stone. Well, because they had to explain the movie, everybody forgot. Yeah, yeah we got we had to see a picture of Jane so she could appear in the end credits. I mean, nobody remembered, and how, you know, how dare you call her by her character's name on this? Her name is Padme on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. One of the jokes worked. that. <laughs> that I had, okay, so since I we since we recorded Thor: Dark World, I always make the joke how I completely forget that movie. I was talking to people. Well, every so often I bring up that movie just because and people can't remember it either. It wasn't just us. People cannot remember that movie. 
it's just one of those movies that you just don't remember. So I think that was to me, I laugh when they explained Thor Dark World because I'm like, oh, of course, nobody remembers that damn movie anyway. It's just completely forgettable. So they had to explain it. It's just all the little side jokes that he squeezed in there. It's like someone someone called it a stone. It's more like a goo. I don't know who called it a stone, but it's not a stone. Like, okay, okay man, get on with it. Yeah, and how we were dating at the time, and she was my girlfriend. Yeah, like, yeah, that was dumb. It was, again, it's another one where Thor is prob. Thor, I think, is a better comic comic character than a comedy character than he is like a series character, but used it properly. He, yeah, like the fish out of water stuff from the first movie. It's phenomenal, right? And yeah. obviously he can't be a fish out of water forever because he's clearly in the water. But I think him retaining the core of his character, which is a, you know, king of Asgard, right? Like turning him into doofus is just, I don't know. It just reads weird to me and reads. Yeah, it reads weird to me. So and I think I'm in the vast minority on this because people love comedy Thor. Like, oh, uh-huh. this is this is what well, you should have been People love forever. Ragnarok. I do. Right. Ragnarok's amazing. Yeah, I know you do. Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've established this. <laughs> I know, but I have to make a joke when it comes up again. It's okay. It's fine. I um, But yeah, he goes through this whole thing. Does he refer to it as goop or goo? It's like I'm angry. The... Oh, yeah. Angry yeah I think if it was goop, I would have noticed. <laughs> <laughs> I had subtitles on, but I can't remember what he said. Yeah, neither do I. But um, so, yeah, Cap gives his the brainstorming speech. I love the moment when um, I think when uh, it was Scott, he's like, ooh, like a planet. And Hulk goes, oh, he's like a little puppy dog. Oh, yeah, rocket. Uh, yeah. You want to go to space, puppy? I'll take you. Oh, that was space. It. That was, that was <laughs> oh, my God. So funny. So <laughs> humiliating. <is> <laughs> I really enjoy that. So this is. Uh, this is when they go through the portal and then they split up in different teams where one team goes to New York 2012, which is this was funny to me. Like when you have Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man and Ant-Man go to New York 2012 to where, you know, Avengers movie happened. And then you see Hulk run by and then smart Hulk is like, he's like, go uh, yell. He just you know, hits a car and makes noise. Like it's super yeah. funny to me. Yeah, completely ineffectual and useless. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, yep. new Hulk. Thanks, Professor Uh-oh. Hulk. I Bail saw Hulk going. I saw go. I saw Hulk walking by to like, hey, 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 old Hulk, wanna wanna trade places? Come on, come on to this movie. Probably a lot more fun than than Professor Hulk. No, no. you know, I do like. Uh, did you like Cap's uh, pump up speech, man? <laughs> at the end, I think it was Rocket says he's like he's really good at that. <laughs> I love <laughs> his pump up speech. Cap knows how to pump up the team. He's the leader. He's the leader. And then this is when Hulk goes to get the time stone. That that scene I think is interesting, where he you know, he runs into the ancient one and she just knocks him out of his body like she did to Doctor Strange. And you're like, why would I give you the stone? <laughs> I like that. I love I love that she just implies that she knows everything. It's like I'm looking for Stephen Strange. She's like, yeah, you're about five years too early. He's doing surgery about twenty blocks that way. It's like she knows that he's going to be the Sorcerer Supreme, right? Because she could see. In in Doctor Strange, they talk about she could see timeline all until the point where she dies. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So she right. could always knew the flow of time. Yeah, and uh, she, I like how she knocks Bruce out of Hulk. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> really good. I that's feel like that's scene. the only reason they did this whole Professor Hulk thing is so they can do that little bit. Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, this is the, this is the second time you're talking about when you see Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, this is the only other time you see Mark Ruffalo. Uh, no, yeah. well, oh. no, he's still Professor Hulk at the the funeral at the end. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. Dumb. I'm just wondering if he's going to be <laughs> Professor Hulk in the Seahawk show when that comes out. Huh. If he's in it. He's in it. He's in the cast. Oh. 
So that's that's one of my, but that's neither here nor there right now. <laughs> so many shows. I got. Oh God, up. yes. I I like the whole time stone thing. I like how he talks to her and convinces her by saying, "Well, Strange gave Thanos a stone," and he she's like, "What?" And then yeah, she finally she, she refers to it as the, their primo weapon against the dark darkness, and it's like, "Well, why did he give it away?" Because he had to. He had to. And then she it, it snaps to her like, "Oh, he must have had a really good reason." He must have had a reason that I'm not seeing, so I'm just going to trust him and surrender Sir Stone. I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. It's a really and good moment. Then you go to Asgard 2013. I like the fact that they do a good job of saying where you're at, the time that you're at throughout this to you know cue with the different movies so you know what's happening. Yep. Yep. And this is, I think this is a really good part when Thor, you know, and I didn't catch it, but there's an Easter egg. Someone mentioned that. When you see Thor talking to Rocket, there's a beer can he put down next to wherever they're standing. So he brought a beer with him in, in back in time. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that and then Rocket's like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go zap her. And then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go, they got some they got some liquor down here. I'm gonna get some beer. Yeah, after Rocket's whole pump up speech, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. gotta get over it. Come on, we gotta do it. And then he runs off after he sees his mom and <laughs> like, he's like crying? Oh. No. Yes, I'm crying. Fine, I'll just extract the goop myself. Great. So, one of my questions about this part, because this part, because the way the next part of the movie goes, it jumps around back and forth. But I just we'll just we'll just we'll just link on one part, talk about that, and go on to the next part. And there's no point in jumping as much yep. as this does. First, I want to talk about the whole thing with like Thor. Like, okay, so Thor: Dark World, I've said numerous times on the show, not a good movie, forgettable. But I love the interaction with his mother in this part, where he's mm-hmm. just like, you know, she's like, I'm a witch. I know you're not the Thor. Like, I want to be like, of course, you know, it's not your Thor. The Thor you just saw five minutes ago was fit and in shape. And this guy is not fit and in shape. Like, it's not had a chromie all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not like <laughs> you can't be like the same person. Like, it doesn't. Somebody's going to realize something's wrong here. Maybe not from the future. But they're going to know something's wrong. Right. And but when he talks to her and he's like, mom, he's like, she's like, don't tell me what's going to happen. You can't tell me. Like, it's fine. Like, I, I just love their interaction. But my other my other my real question is, I'm wondering if the scenes that we see of of Padme are actual like stuff that was filmed for Thor Dark World. Or did she come back to shoot new scenes? Because if I remember at the time, she wanted nothing to do with them anymore. Huh. I don't know, but I could see it being like a standing because you never see her up close. Or do you uh, one scene on the bed? I think I don't I don't even. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, she's she's walking and then Rocket goes behind her with the goop extra- extractor <laughs> and uh, and does his thing. I don't oh, know. I was right. It's old footage from Thor Dark World. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Because from what I remember, she was just done. She didn't. I don't remember. She didn't like Thor Dark World or what it was, but she didn't want to come back. That's why she's not in Ragnarok. That's why she wasn't Age of Ultron. She didn't want. She was. I, I forget why, but she was just done. Hmm. And yeah. she only reason she came back in Thor in the new Thor movie that she's going to be in, because I think they told her she could be Thor. So, yeah, pretty much. Hey, please come back. We'll, we'll we'll give you a weapon that, that does something. It's cool. Um, I guess she, I don't know if she wields the hammer. Should. All right. All right. But uh, yeah, it's pretty tender and touching when he's, because he knows what's going to happen. And she doesn't, his mom, like you said, his, she's like, I can't, I can't know. So let, right, let, let events unfold as, as they do. She tells him that he's here to fix his future, not hers. Mm-hmm. Which all seemed pretty convenient. Right? I don't remember her having the power of like, that kind of power of clairvoyance, or unless she's just in intuitive or intuitive, unless she kind of just figured it out, you know, like, huh, obviously it's not the same Thor. She talked to you five minutes ago, but 
Uh, does she know what happened? Does she? Uh, we don't really have anything to base it on. She had so little screen time in the first yeah. Thor one and two. She has a line where she says, you know, I can see more than my eyes will, will do yeah. or something. And I'm like, wait, this now, can she seem like see timelines and such? I mean, she's an Asgardian, so maybe. But anyway, it didn't really matter. It was more about the emotional moment of the between Thor and his ma. She has good. more more agency in this one scene than Odin did in all three of those movies. <laughs> you are right about that. Wow. Yeah. And Come there on. also is one little scene here where you have uh, Loki. It, you see Loki in his cell mm-hmm. just to show this is where Loki's at. Like, it doesn't need to be there, but it's just there. Yeah. But another thing about this that I, I did like, if Thor gets the hammer, he calls Mojanir and it comes to him. <laughs> yeah. Or Meow Meow. I like that he's really surprised that he's still worthy of it after all he's been through the last five years. Love it. I think yeah, that, I love it. That helps him, too. And I, I did laugh when Rocky comes around. Like, I got it. I got it. And he's being chased by a bunch of guards. Uh-huh. That, that was funny. Oh, you must be mom. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you and then they, they don't they teleport back and they hit their things and go back. Cause I think that's all they do is here. Just get that yeah. one stone. Yeah, because they're, they're starting to go. Rocket's counting down and then he calls me on air and then they go. Okay, that I like the fact that he gets the hammer. I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't the hammer affect that he doesn't have the hammer in that movie? But, but I guess Cap brings it back with him when he takes the stones back. Oh, okay. So yeah, because that's right. He things. brings it back. That's right. Yep. 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 And then one of the other things that's going on is you also have um, so Rhodey, Black Widow, Hawkeye, and Nebula go to Morag in 2014, which is what takes place Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're kind of doing their thing but they both split up into two different teams where Rhodey and Nebula go to get the power stone that Star-Lord got in Guardians of the Galaxy. And then Scrouch Johansson and, and Barton take the ship and then go to where red face. Yes. <laughs> red skull is at <laughs> on four planet. <laughs> four. Yeah. And it's, so I laughed at this part of, at the part where the power stone, like because it, it starts playing the song from Guardians of the Galaxy One. You see Star Lord dancing, and yes. War Machine's like, "Is he an idiot?" So he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah basically, <laughs> basically. Yep. I I love that scene. That scene is still like that is one of the best scenes in the MCU, which is him dancing in that yeah. beginning part. I don't know why, but it's so good. It sets it sets tone and it yep. establishes character. And it's fun, fun, fun. I remember Guardians came out, if I'm not mistaken, this is so so long ago we saw this. It came again around, around a time where we needed something fun. We needed a fun adventure um, movie. And it did deliver on that, of course. But, um, no, this is great. Yeah, I get to see this again. I get to listen to that song again. All good things, of course. They knock him out. Oh, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah, War Machine just knocks it out. Boom. They go in and they snag the stone. I love when she goes to grab it, it like her skin melts off her hand. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Not fun. But she don't care. Kind well, of I mean, it doesn't really matter, I guess, to her. So no, she just pulls just, out the stone. Yeah. She just, yeah, she just pulls out the stone and uh, she's got all Terminator. With all the little gizmos and whatnot in her gizmo whatnot skeleton. And uh, yeah. I like she, uh. Says to Rhodey's, I wasn't always like this. And he says, neither was I, because he's got those leg braces on now. Right, right. But we connection. Yeah, but he goes, uh, he, but we we deal with what we got or work with what we mm-hmm. got, you know. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. It's a it's like it gets a little dark at this point. Like this, this leads to all their problems. 
mm-hmm. you know, in the second half of the, in the end of the movie. If she just would have hit that thing one second faster, it would have been okay. Yep, but because she doesn't because stone, yep, for it. they're going back to the they're going back to the future. Rhodey's like, okay, on three we hit the thing. Three, two, one. He hits the he hits the thing to activate the pin particles. She cannot because she gets like hit. Does she break it? No, she gets uh, access, she right? Gets, she gets she yeah. gets accessed by Thanos because before that uh-huh. we see we see th- new Thanos. I couldn't really say it was new or old. I guess it's old. I, I say young. 2014. Okay. That 24. Works. Yeah, that works. 2014 Thanos, who's still searching for the first stone. And somehow, old uh, 2014 Nebula, she her eyes spit out a message like Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and of course, that kind of gives them pause. Of course, Gamora is there. It's cool to see her again. It's always nice to see Gamora. And then they kind of realize something is afoot. So, of course, they hook up poor Nebula to her hanging chains of doom. (laughs) And they play the message and realize that they kind of put two and two together. Well, the recording or the message is Nebula, uh, present Nebula, I guess we'll go with, is saying that they're not the only ones in 2014 looking for the stone. So they kind of hint right away that they're traveling through time. Yep. Uh, So they realize, okay, let's attach a plot to... We have to get new Nebula, and we need to disguise old as her by replacing a headplate, and uh, that's going to be their plan to basically lead Thanos to all six stones. Like, hey, yeah, which he meets all of them. That's cool. And she gets caught because after she does that, she realizes instead of reporting to the future, she runs to the ship to contact Barton, and they tractor beam up the ship, and that's like catch her, mm-hmm. right? Which, whereas if she would just. Like, Teleported away, fine. Yeah, because he doesn't know where Voromir is, or not Voromir, but he doesn't know where the Soul Stone is, so he wouldn't have been able to go there anyway. So Barton and them would have been safe because soon as they get it, they would have just went back to the future anyway. She didn't need; she could have just gotten the hell out of there. But I guess it, it does make sense. Plus, the movie had a movie. Basically, yeah. Like you said, if she had just hit that button one second earlier, none of this, everything mm-hmm. would have been pretty smooth. Yeah, but... this is the only reason why. So then Thanos takes young nebula and replaces it with old nebula and sends young nebula back in time or back to the future god we're gonna say it a lot in this movie and it, it's one of those things where it's like i like the fact when thanos sees that he did succeed and he did get all the stone he's like i you know this is when he really has like a, like a god complex thing really happens to him where he's like yes i deserve this i already did it so it doesn't happen again mm-hmm. even though i consider time is a it's like a river i guess so yeah okay cool. yeah, yeah, it's whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen anyway time just keep flowing but this is actually a pretty good little subversion. You know, that's how Thanos is now going to kind of get the stones. And and again, like I said, they're all going to bring them to him. Basically, they're all gathering him up in these different time warps. It's a little a little far fetched that he kind of like puts this all together. But um, he does, which is great. Um, I do want to go. Oh, go ahead. Mall again. Yeah, yes, we do. Very nice. I, I think it it does lead to great scenes and. At least this way you get the big Thanos conflict that you've been waiting for is because of and you also get the most powerful Thanos. You get Thanos from 2014, which is a different was a Thanos that's not relying on the gauntlet where the Thanos that we had in Infinity Wars relying on the gauntlet to take out everybody. So much different version of him that we're getting in this movie, which is cool. We're getting the comic character without the without the, you know, the God weapon, which I like the fact they did that in this movie. Yep, yep. Indeed, indeed. But let's go back to New York because we haven't talked about the cap versus cap fight. We haven't <laughs> talked about their, yes, their, is... their 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 shady plot to get the uh, to get the tesseract. 
So it's just kind of like the Tesseract plot is so stupid. Like the Mind Stone thing is a good idea. So they go back to when Loki has been captured and beaten by the Avengers. And you, and you can see the the background, that little scene where they're all standing above him. And which is humorous. And it also shows like why Loki is wearing the um, muzzle in the in mm-hmm. the Avengers movie. Because he said he turns in the cap to make a joke. So they shove them. So Thor th- shoves the muzzle in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that. You know, that made sense, but it, it was very interesting. Like the whole, like they, they see the scepter come, you see, you know, Hydra come. And I really like seeing Brock Rumble, Crossbones and, and Stillwell and all these other people from, you know, who you know are Hydra agents come yeah. to get the staff. And like, we'll take that. And that to me, that really hit me this time. I'm like, this is so cool. They brought that they did this scene. Mm-hmm. I really like it. It's great. It's great. It's a, it's a cool little treat for those who've seen everything and kind of like, oh, that's that guy. That's that guy. He knows their Hydra. There's no now there's no, you know, there's no yeah. uh, trickery involved. Yeah. We got to make the joke when Hulk tries to go in the elevator and they tell Hulk to take the stairs. He punches the elevator. Was <laughs> <laughs> that elevator scene? I think it was just another. It was a reference to the, or, uh, Jesus throwback. Uh, it was an opportunity to get Cap to say hell Hydra because it. When that happened in the comics, uh, the internet kind of exploded. Yeah, that's a different. That was God, Nick Spencer's comic book run. Yeah, that that was hated and loved. I think, or it got it got a lot of. There was a lot of publicity when he did that. Oh yeah, and it's oh god, I just love the I just love the the scene in the elevator. He gets in the elevator and they're like, and it, it, again, it's like reference to Winter Soldier, and you know, look like they're ready to fight. You can see a guy start to you know put a safety off his gun, and then he's like, Hey, Elijah. And they give him the staff and he walks out. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because he couldn't have possibly known they were Hydra. So he must be on the up and up. Mm-hmm. It was it was so cool, though. Like it, Really good. And this yeah. is, I think, at the same time. Did Loki escape at the same time? Uh, yeah, where Tony flicks Ant-Man into the case and he goes up to pass Tony to give him a cardiac arrest so they can steal the Tesseract. But instead, they just give it to Loki. Loki. Oh, yeah, because the Hulk comes out of the stair door and knocks t- <laughs> President Tony over and sends the cube sailing across the room. Pretty good. Yes. Pretty good. Not my favorite scene. It gets a little confusing. I got I got a little confused in, in kind of what was happening. And I was trying to take notes. So I think that was part of my problem. I was getting a little confused, but I, I like that. And, and since guys won't say much about about some of these things. But um, it's a pretty it's it's cool. You know, it's uh, <laughs> Loki takes it. <laughs> yeah, so he ends up getting it and then he teleports off, which then leads to a different show <laughs> that we're not going to talk about. But it's so they lose the stone. They're like, well, shit, we got to get what we. And then this is when Captain America from 2012 confronts Captain America from 2023 and they fight. And I like that scene yeah. a lot because past Cap thinks that it's Loki in disguise because they just seen him do it. Yeah, which makes sense. It's a logical explanation to, to drive. Uh, I just love that when he's fighting him and young and twenty twelve cap is beating him, and then you have the scene where he's choking him out, and he's like, "Bucky's still alive." He lets him go. <laughs> like the past cap says, "I could do this all day." He's like, "Yeah, I know." Damn it, I know. <laughs> this is a great scene. I really like. I also think it's great that they keep the um his uh I don't know what you call that headpiece. <laughs> it's not a helmet. Mm. You keep the the um. 2014 or 2012 cap still has the head thing on and yeah. new cap does not so you can easily tell who's who and what's what and who's winning and who's losing um, and at the end of that of course he 
New Cap says Peggy is still alive. Which is no, still, Bucky. Bucky. Oh, oh, Bucky, rather. Sorry. He sees Bucky's the, the Peggy alive. picture. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And so Bucky's still alive, which stunts him just enough for uh, New Cap to get the upper hand. And, and then, then it, he uses the Mind Stone on him, though. Yeah. So, like, oh, that's him. right. That's and right. I felt that he also did it to reset his memory so he wouldn't realize what ha- what he just said. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. But one part in this part that made me get really excited is they got Robert Redford back for a very small scene where he comes up to take the Tesseract from them. Oh, yep, yep. I really like that because, again, it's, you know, Winter Soldier, and I'm the, one of the best Marvel movies. I, I got so happy when I saw we'll, that. I was like, we will, we so- will do our rankings at some point. But, uh, <laughs> Next. I, I concur. Two, two more episodes of this stuff, and we'll do it. But yep. it was so cool to see Robert Redford back. Like, I was so, so glad they got him just for that small scene to come up and dress and do the character again one more time. Just for that little bit to link them all together. He's still a douche. <laughs> it was really good. And this is when they, they end up going with Ant-Man. They give him the staff and they talk about how they have to they have to go get the Tesseract. But they also need more pin particles. Otherwise, it's a one way trip for whoever goes somebody stuck in time. So their whole so their plan is then they go back to 1970 New Jersey because. Iron Man knows that Tesseract and the Pin Particles are both going to be at the same place at the same time. They can go get them. I, I like this. I forgot completely about this part. After they lost the Tesseract, I'm like, I remember watching this movie. I was like, I don't remember how they get the Tesseract back. Like, I had no recollection of what was going to happen. I could not remember for the life of me where this movie was going to go. I'm like, I completely forgot about New Jersey in twenty in the 1970s. Completely forgot the scene. It's It's a fine scene. I think it's just there to... So Tony could have some closure with his dad before, uh, you know, before he eats it at the end. Yeah, which is good. Again, you know, I, I do like the interactions between him and his dad. I think it's uh, it's well done. It's well paced. Um, there's just enough humor in there to keep it light. But there's definitely a lot of weight. Uh, it's it's good. I, I think it's a really solid scene. And of course, Captain America gets to see uh, Peggy, which is, of course, a huge deal for him. Um, everybody gets a little something in this, which is again, it's scenes are best when they're doing more than one thing, right? More than it's not just moving plot forward; it's also developing character and and doing things like that. And I, this this whole sequence is very very good at that. We see your super. Cameo. Oh yeah, there is that. <laughs> driving in the car. It's just it's fine. It's not a great one for his last cameo, but no, it's fine. We see super de-aged Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. <laughs> like crap. He, it, it didn't look on that. I didn't get uncanny value, though, when I saw him. But it's no. also very brief. It was good. It was good. He was close up, too. I, I thought it looked really good. It was great. Is this the movie that we see the original Ant-Man helmet sitting on the desk? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I smiled. It. I didn't notice that. I didn't. I didn't notice. I it's, got a big smile. It's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the original Ant- that's the original Ant-Man helmet, though. Ugly as hell. Not as bad as Daredevil's original costume, but it's up there. Oh, you mean the yellow one? Yeah. Uh, yellow and, like, maroon. Basically like the Shocker, I guess. The Shocker. Yeah, that the is shocker pretty bad. You are, you're not wrong. Anyway, my favorite thing I read online once is uh, Daredevil's original costume is proof that he's blind. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so hideous. Pretty good. Uh, that is kind of funny. Pretty good. It's it's good. Like and, and like how they have that they have the scene in the elevator and you have a a very well known actress I can't remember her name at this point. Yeah, I can't remember who's who's in there who sees them and goes, hmm, I don't recognize these guys. Yeah, I don't recognize the actor, but she's one of those you recognize. We missed the Stan Lee cameo. 
I mentioned it. Briefly. Yeah, Mike mentioned it. So. I, I wasn't paying attention. Move on. Thank you. I, I said it wasn't great for his last one. Uh, the, oh, that's what you're referring to. Okay. And then when, like, and then I like how uh, Captain America calls, like, the call, calls Hank Pym and tells him, like, oh, the people are in danger. They open some box or something. And then he runs. To, that way he goes, steals the particles. Yeah. My only, com- my one question about this part is when you have Tony goes in and he gets the Tesseract and he's in a room he shouldn't be in with a briefcase. And his father comes in and doesn't question, like, what this confused guy is doing in here. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I I got a little lost. Yeah, like, you're in a room with classified things. Like, maybe be a little more wondering, like, hmm, what are you doing in here? Yeah. This, uh, this bunker they go into, is it the same one from, what is it, Winter Soldier, where they go down and see oh. Zola on the, the screen? Yes, I think you're right. Even though I, God, because that, that was New Jersey. Yeah, because that would explain how Cap knows about it, since mm-hmm. he's been there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I bet you're right. I can't. It's been a while since I watched Winter Soldier. I purposely have not rewatched any Marvel movie since we started this thing. <laughs> I purposely will not go back and rewatch any of them until this is over with. <laughs> of course not. Goodness. I can't. Why would you? It, well, I want to. They're, they're great background movies for when I edit or play Pikmin 2. But I need to wait <laughs> until I finish it because I don't want to alter my perception of these movies. But that's going to be But yes, I bet it's the same thing from right. there which would make sense i didn't think about that when we watched this but that makes perfect sense mm-hmm. sure so thank you mike i appreciate that comment <laughs> yeah that, that that makes that part make more sense i thought he was just he was like okay but yeah because he, he already went there once so he knows uh, it's just a good scene and even uh howard when he comes walking down the hallway where tony is he's calling out for zola <laughs> that's right yes he's calling out for yeah that's right this whole scene is really great. Again, it's a, it's a really good sequence. Um, I'm glad it's in here. Just cool to see these characters interact with, uh, you know, with their past, which is, which is awesome. It does a, do, it does a good job. And like him talking about, you know, when he's talking to his father and, and like Bill said, he really does get that closure. Like they both get closure, like cap scene, Peggy. That's another really good scene. And I forget there's an Easter egg of what she says, which you cannot be able, you can't, re, you can't hear it, but if you have subtitles on, the subtitles will, will show what they're talking about, but I forget what it was now, what she's saying, but it's a, it's a comic reference to something. Whoever's cool, talking to her right. when she comes in. All right. I, I, I saw a thing that talked about, but now I can't remember what it was. I'm going to look it up really fast, but yeah, there's some, con- yeah, some little Easter egg they just threw in just because, but yeah, I can't find it now. So yeah, we'll that's okay. That's yeah, there's something there. There's some reference to something. So go watch the movie with subtitles. If you have, if you don't know what I'm talking about, there you go. The Peggy scene. It wasn't important. I, I can tell you that much. <laughs> And then they leave. You know, they get out of the building and they leave. They go back to the future. And their heist is pretty straightforward. Like, they just walked in, got the stuff, and left. Question, though. Since he stole pin particles, will he have to bring those back? You know, or I was just... Sometime in the past, Hank just thought he lost pin particles. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> the most important scientific advance of his life, but... Uh, I just thought that. Like, huh, is he going to return those like he does everything else? No, I don't think so. How could you? You can make have him make more. He's there. Yeah, that's fair. That's and you cool. also have which during the same time you have young Nebula replaces old Nebula and goes back to the future also. And the one last thing we haven't talked about for this whole time travel part. We haven't talked about Vormir 2014. <laughs> Your favorite part. Worst part of the entire movie. <laughs> Worst part of the entire MCU, I think. Oh, wow. Really? Worse than well, Hulk, one, worse than Hulk going uh, cross country in two yes. days, or whatever it was. Worse than that. So they see Red Skull, which I love the fact that Red Skull came back in Infinity War and Endgame. Like I love the fact that they they found a way to work him back in. 
I would have rather have him been Robert Redford and Winter Soldier, but I'm okay with where we where they bring it. Like I'm okay with it. But it is such a whew. this is the hardest part for me because I as I've said in this on the show many times and on this podcast many times, I love Scarlett Johansson Black Widow in this in, in these movies. And the fact when they get to the Soul Stone, we already know that somebody has to die in order to get the Soul Stone. They don't know it. They find out and then their solution is Black Widow and Hawkeye fight to see who's going to make it and who's going to bite the bullet. And Hawkeye sucks and can't beat her and, and ends up surviving <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> They're both just, willing to sacrifice themselves. Yeah. I like the idea of them fighting each other for the right to die. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, her whole reasoning, well, I don't have a family and. Hawkeye's a family, but Hawkeye's a mass murderer who should be in prison and locked away at the raft. So maybe you should just keep, let the let the killer die. Eh, they can't. She's not going to let, let that happen. No, I mean, they're both heroes. She was too back in the day. Sure, she has a past. Yeah, but she's hot, and he's so she should. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I listen. just love Scarlett Johansson, but I know it just bothers me. I mean, it's not. It makes sense. The movie makes sense. I just don't like seeing her fall. Nor did I appreciate the jokes all the time on the internet around this time when, it, when <laughs> people like, I want to see Black Widow on Disney Plus. People are like, if you want to see Black Widow fall on Disney Plus, just go yeah, to see. You want to see Black Widow drop? Yeah. Pull up Endgame. Go to this yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. That's okay. Pretty great. I wrote down. Then they fight. Then they dangle. Then she dies. <laughs> that was my order of operations. Yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty grisly too. And you, they, they, of course, they show her at the bottom to make sure you're aware. Like just like Amora, and there's. You know, obviously, some reiteration that they're doing there. They want to uh, make sure you know she's not. She's coming back. not coming back. She's she's gone, and she's got some blood, some splish on the bottom. It's like, oh boy, okay, very nice. And uh, Hawkeye, of course, is just beside himself. He's he he. This is they have a lot of history, the two of them. So this was this made a lot of sense, uh, yes, thematically and for character. They also make a reference again at some point during this part about Budapest too. Yeah. When they're on the way here. Yeah. On the yep. spaceship. They make I Budapest always thought reference. we would get that in a movie or a show or something, but I'm pretty sure we're never getting that now. So pretty sure. Yeah. Not going to happen. We're never going to see Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow ever again. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we're two days off of her and the Disney disputes. So. Yeah, she's coming back after this crap. <sighs> yeah. By the time you heard us, it, you know, it might be farther along because we're recording this in July. I don't know. They, People said all that stuff about James Gunn never coming back, and then he is. So who knows? What's yeah, the James what's Gunn the dispute? I don't. I don't know. There, I don't get the reference to Carl Johansson. No, but the dispute. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, she's she's suing. We'll just talk about it. I mean, she's suing Disney because part of her royal. She was supposed to get X amount of money from Black Widow premiering in theaters as part of her contract, and because it went Disney Plus, she doesn't get. It does worse in theaters, which negates her contract, and they didn't change it to work in giving her some of the money from Disney Plus. Oh, that's crappy. So okay. they're essentially screwing her over. Yeah, and and they're acting, and then they're trying to, as has been two days since this has happened, they've been trying to throw. Out, oh well, they, we gave her twenty million. She's being, she's just being, you know, rich. Oh, eat the rich. Like you're the rich Disney. Like it's wow. They're trying to, yeah. They're they're that's, doing some kind of shady shit already. Like it's all just right. Well, we can talk about Black Widow another day, not on this particular podcast. I can't um, wait. But yeah, I have I have thoughts. <laughs> Me too. So. So so she dies and then they come back and then Hawkeye has the stone and then they go back to the future and they all pop in about the same time, except there's no back. And they're like, where's where's Nat? 
and this is such a like I get so sad in the scene. I was like, <laughs> where is that? You're right. But it's it's still so good. And then you have them on the pier talking and you just have like, you know, how you know they're just trying to deal with what just happened to her. The fact mm-hmm. that they got all the stone, but they lost her in the process. And Hulk gets angry for all of three seconds when he throws the bench into the lake. <laughs> yeah, he shows a little bit of emotion. That's the end of that. And then this is when they put the stones in the gauntlet. And I, I like how Iron Man builds the gauntlet. I think that's kind of cool. Especially one <laughs> that can alter. Like it can change and whoever's, you know, it can change shape or mm-hmm. whoever's wearing it. Mm-hmm. Like when they're putting the stones into it, <laughs> Rocky just goes, boom! <laughs> Such an ass. Uh, and this is the same part where you have where Thor wants to use the gauntlet. And he's like, I'm I'm lightning. I'm, I'll be fine. Yeah. I still think that he would have been OK using it. Like, I feel like he's powerful enough that it wouldn't have kill, wouldn't have hurt him. I mean, hurt him, but not killed him. He starts to break down, too, during this. He's like, just let me do something good. Yeah. Once. Yeah. That's a powerful line. Yeah, Very it's, powerful it's a, line. Oh, this is why they had Professor Hulk, because normal Hulk wouldn't have done this. Yeah, he he wouldn't have been the one to offer to snap. So they had to give him some kind of agency in his head. You know, you're probably right. That probably that probably played a part in why we have have Smart Hawk because he had to use the gauntlet and he's the only one that could do it. And then at the same time, you have young Nebula hijacks the time machine because they're not paying attention to her. And then some and brings Thanos in from 2014 in a giant ship with all his army intact. Yeah, I like that it comes out of the machine and just flies straight up through the roof. <laughs> yeah, it's a little odd, but you know, I'll take it. And what part of I don't get how they didn't notice that something just blew up their yeah, roof. And they're right. just like, do, 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 do. and then this is when Hulk matters. snaps. And I guess because he makes a reference to this later where he tried to bring that and Black Widow also when he yep. snaps. But of course, it didn't work, but he tries to. I do have an yeah. issue with the scene. So right oh. after he snaps, they have the the cool scene where he see, he hears birds chirping. All of a sudden, there's birds that weren't there before. Love it. Yeah. But then Laura outside. calls Hawkeye. It's irritated me. <laughs> Laura is Hawkeye's wife. Uh-huh. Where was her cell phone? No, no, Why is her great. cell phone still active? Why yeah, didn't Sprint yeah. cut their cell phone off when when they disappeared? How how did she have all of a sudden spawn back and go? Oh, hey, my cell phone's right where I left it maybe, five years ago. Maybe she had a Nokia. <laughs> A <laughs> hundred hour, hundred battery life. Yeah, hundred years. I think, well, here, uh, I guess, the, I guess the battery life thing is. Uh, I guess that's the thing. Maybe she had, maybe she had it plugged in. Maybe it was plugged in for five years. It's. Uh, I, I think it's great. I think it's. I think it's such a beautiful little. No, there's two again. They have two beats that shows it worked. Again, it's Scott looking at the birds. Like guys, I think we did it. And then him see getting a phone call from his wife because. Imagine if you were like zapped into oblivion and then you came back. I don't know. First thing I would do is call my wife. Hey, where are you, hon? Where did you, you all right? Are you here? Um, I think Peter Parker mentions, though, towards the end, how the experience of being dusted, where it's like he felt weird and then he just came back. Like there was yeah. no time at all for him. He's yeah, like, I, th- I think I passed out because I woke up and you were gone. Right. Right. So. It's very, it's very, uh, I think it's very tender and it's just a really good, it's kind of like halfway ish through the movie, maybe a little more. Maybe her phone was on her when she got dusted and then it came back with her. So it was in the same state she was. There you go. Okay. Cool. (laughs) I'll take out the plan wouldn't work, but I I mean, I I know, but it was a cute scene. It it makes for a very touching scene for sure. Yes. Especially for 
for Clint, who hasn't talked to them in five years. Like everything he's done has been for them, and just getting that call had to have been major. Yeah, he gets pretty he gets pretty torn up, and then Avengers headquarters gets bombed. <laughs> boy, does it! <laughs> like oh I don't know how any like, of them survive this shit. How do any of them survive? Like none of them should be breathing after the decimation of their entire headquarters. Scott, specifically, he's right by that window, and it just shatters, and he goes flying through the air. I thought he's dead. dead. I thought he's dead. Yeah. yeah. In that scene, if you pause it or look very closely, he shrinks. As it happens. So he shrinks so he doesn't get the blast. That's how he survives. Mm. Maybe he sees the blast coming and get he's able to quickly I agree with you. Even if you're teeny tiny, you're I don't know. That you're you're not gonna survive that. I mean, half of them shouldn't. Like, do you really think like why is Rocket still alive? And why is why is War Machine still alive? <laughs> but his armor <laughs> is broken. Oh, and that scene with Hulk holding up the building, that's a reference to Secret Wars. It's a famous cover of a secret wars issue where hulk is holding up a giant mountain above them that's what that one good arm now because of course he he snapped so the gauntlet did all kinds of damage to his arm so he's even less strength now than he was and he's smart hulk so he's weaker too yeah (sighs) this just 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 diluted he's diluted uh not fun but uh, i kind of wish that yeah during the big fight coming up here they would have just let Professor Hulk slip out back to the real Hulk. No, I yeah. agree. Yeah. That would have been cool. Like maybe he's getting pummeled by Thanos and oh my God, how did I forget this? There was something else I wanted to talk about in Infinity War. Hulk refused to come out because he was scared of Thanos. Like he never he never gets to redeem himself. Like he loses Thanos at the beginning of Infinity War. Bruce tries to summon him twice and he just won't come out. And then it's just never resolved. He's just Professor Hulk in this. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. It does kind (laughs) of suck. Yeah. Again, we reiterate, it's just not, not my favorite part of this movie. I just wish, I wish if you want to talk in, you show somebody in control of their, of their personalities, show him in control. Like he can turn on Hulk. He can turn on banner. They're both living inside of him. Like the mixing is just, you're getting, I don't know. You're getting a diluted product and it's Mm -hmm. not, not great. And during the same time, you have Thanos just comes out and sits down in the debris and waits yeah. for Nebula to go bring him the gauntlet. Like, Love yeah. this. Go, get, Love go this bring so me the stones. She's like, well, what you do? I'll wait. <laughs> Love cool. this so cool, much. So he's, yeah, yeah, thanks. Good job. Well, hey. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. Really? The chores again? Please, give me a timeout if I don't. Yeah, but I love him just waiting. I love his character so much. I love Thanos. He is such an interesting just embodiment of morality and steadfast bad idea, bad execution of good ideas. You know what I mean? Like he's just, yeah, he's not an evil mustache twirler. He he's resigned in his duty, and it's uh, it's really cool. Just he's like, I'm just gonna sit here and wait. They're gonna, and his thinking probably is they're gonna come to me. They're clearly looking for me, mm-hmm. so I'll just let them look for me. I'm not gonna chase them around this rubble. I'll just sit here. It's comfy. I got myself a rock. This is great. It also kind of fits like the, his personality at this time because he's so, you know, he's has a, really has a godlike complex at this point because of the fact that he's like, I won already, so I'm going to win again because I already won. Not understanding that time is changing and the events that led to him winning aren't the same. Right. So. He, 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 he even says, this is my destiny, you know, at the very end. You know, he just he feels he's like, I'm destined to do this work. 
So it'll it'll shake itself out the way it shakes itself out. And uh, yeah. And this is when the trio confronts Thanos. That's how I put it. And Iron Man, Cap, and Thor, the original three, go after him. And I, I really like this scene. I think the whole fight scene with, with them three is really, really good. And they get their ass handed to them. Well, even before that, he kind of monologuing to him like, he basically thanks them for opening his eyes that reducing half the population isn't going to fix it because everyone else will still remember what was. So he's going to basically rewrite the universe this time, which is even scarier. We know what happens there and he's just going to, and he's going to rebuild it, you know, and with, you know, like you said, the people don't, they're not going to remember what happened or what was you. He's actually surprised that people still hold on to the past. Real, not realizing humanity of people is that what we do as humans is we hold on to things. We remember and we care about things that, that have that happened and people we've lost and all that sort of thing. So in his morality, he, he even says, why are you not grateful? You should be grateful that I, I was able to kind of do a purge here. But again, he said, I, I can't. It's almost like I can't believe you guys are still holding on to this. But you know what? Clearly, the idea was wrong. I should just eradicate everyone. Which is what he does. What he's what he's going to do next. Yeah, and the uh, I like when he uh, I like Thor comes out dual wielding weapons of mass of mass destruction in power. <laughs> he's got Stormbreaker and the hammer. Just uh, dual wielding was pretty fun for me. It's like ah, that's great. And it's during the scene when he's fighting him where he hits him with uh, Stormbringer. And he uses the other Mojanir, the hammer, to push down Stormbringer into him even more. And is this, is this the second fight of the whole movie so far? Like, the first fight, I think, was Captain America fighting himself. Was there anything else? I'm trying uh, to remember. You get Hawkeye and Black Widow, I guess. Oh, yeah. So Hawkeye, Hawkeye that's the third. Yeah, there's not much. This is, we're about two and, two and a quarter hours they, into this. This is the first superhero fighting supervillain scene we've had. And they've been saving it because, like, well, they get it go. all out. <laughs> oh, here we go. Easily the best scene in the entire MCU is this I whole, mean, like, 20 minute fight. As I labeled yeah. it, the big ass fight. Yeah, this is the, yeah, we're getting there. But, um, there's, during this, like, when they're fighting, this is when he, he knocks out Iron Man, he knocks out Thor, Thanos does, and then, Captain America picks up Mojanir, which is such a great scene when you when he's and you see him holding the hammer and he has a shield in one hand and the hammer in the other and he goes to Thanos and he's, he beats him down at first pretty good before things take a turn for the worse. But right. it's really cool. Like it's such yeah. a, and this is also when Thanos ends up breaking the shield too with his weapon. Oh, that was really scary. I was like, yeah, what I, the hell's that thing made out of? Yeah, seriously, right? Like I thought Cap Shield was made of the hardest material on the, on the universe. Vibranium. Yeah, vibranium. So, okay. I don't know it's what. Space his, metal. But again, space metal? The, the weapon wasn't made on Earth, so maybe there's other materials that are stronger they don't know about because they're talking about what's the strongest thing on Earth. Yeah, that's fine. That's all uh, I took. Well, even though oh, vibranium is not from Earth, but hey, whatever. <laughs> and during this is when you also have Haw- Hawkeye running with the gauntlet in the sewers being chased by the monsters from inf- that were also in Infinity War. And he ends up seeing Nebula. He gives Nebula the gauntlet before he realizes it's not the right <laughs> it's Nebula. Like, it's like, hey, I know you. <laughs> Here you go. <sighs> this is a fun. This is a cool scene too. When when Gamora and New Nebula come out and uh, have that little standoff with 2014, and uh, kind of dispatches her pretty quickly. Like just he just just blows her away. Is come on. I oh, like get that. They, they get rid of her. When they get that scene between past Gamora and current Nebula. Nebula. Saying what happens to us, like we become friends, we become sisters, 
that's all that's all either of them ever wanted. Yeah. So it was enough to convince Gamora to to fight against him. She was already on that edge anyway. Like she was looking yeah. to betray him as we saw, you know, in Garden of Galaxy One. Right, 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 right. Yep. Yep. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good scene. That makes sense. Like I can I can buy that. Yeah. And just when things just feel <laughs> like just just when things begin to really look like it's doomed. Yeah, it's well, cat versus an army. Yeah. Oh god. I didn't catch this my first viewing, but it's because of the internet. So as you have Thanos army can just arrives, like everybody from the ship starts beaming down, and Cap ends up like he has a cut on his arm, he tightens the shield to use as a tourniquet for his arm, and he's ready to fight Thanos and everybody by himself to the death, essentially. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't expect anybody to come. I mean, I think at this point, they're not sure what happened with the, you know, they're not thinking about the gauntlet. They're just thinking that we have to stop what's going on. And it is such a powerful scene when all of a sudden you hear, you know, Falcon starts talking to Cap. The first thing you hear, and I can't remember, he says, on your left or what he says. He starts talking to him. He's asking if he could read him. And then he says, uh, he says, Sam, on your left. And then you see the portal in the background open up. Yep. It is so good when everybody comes in and the first people to come in are Black Panther comes in first. Yeah. Oh, God, is this this? I remember when I saw the scene in theaters, I want to say people cheered. The entire theater, entire audience erupted in spontaneous applause. It was great. People cheered when Cap picked up Mjolnir and then this. Oh, oh, man. This is great. What an amazing cathartic scene. Like, here it is. Here is the battle. We're probably going to win. Like, right. This is this is, you know, this is feels so good. Yeah. So Black Panther and and, and the Wakandans come in, not the whole army yet, because that's till the army hasn't come in yet. No. Falcon comes in, Strange and the Guardians. Then, of course, Spider-Man, which everyone makes feel good. And basically everyone that was grouped together at the end of Infinity War and they got dusted all come in together. Yeah, Yeah, basically. Yeah, you're right. And then, of course, all the armies show up, which is helpful because we need a bunch of good bros to help. (laughs) <laughs> Kaiju Ant Man, it just—it's just come on. Like, how more? How many more? How much more awesome can you can you do? Well, they even kind of lampshade that because uh, Strange is like, "Is this everyone?" Wong's like, "What? You wanted more?" <laughs> <laughs> Wong is Wong is so good. Is yep. he getting his own thing at some point? Mm, he'll probably be in Doctor Strange. I assume. So. Oh yeah, of course. I'm assuming. I want. I he, want. I think I want he's Wong in Shang Chi. I think I heard. Okay. I want. I want more. More Wong. Yeah, he's Wong's awesome. great. Yep, he's great. So now we have our big ass fight, which is just oh, I. It's, <laughs> it's where to even start. Let's. It's just. I, so what I did, I wrote down notes, like like little things I thought were cool. I didn't like beat by beat because I wanted to enjoy it and just kind of soak it in. This is just climax after climax. That's all this is. This is just. This all this movie from here on out basically is. Um, well, except for the funeral. <laughs> That's not. Oh, but this. But this battle is just insane. We skip like it starts off with. It's such a I, I love the Avengers Assemble thing. Yeah, because so everybody's an Avenger. We're all an Avenger. It's just I mean, in the audience, we're Avengers. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. Again, everyone cheered because like he finally says the thing. He's <laughs> Well, the only reason he didn't say it in Age of Ultron because of Josh Whedon. Yeah, they refused so to, to, to record him saying it. So dumb. Well, they wanted to save him for for. Something special, and I would say this qualifies. I don't yeah, know I if guess. Whedon yeah, saved it for something special, or Whedon just didn't want it in his movie. I don't know. I don't I think, think Whedon's an, uh, Whedon's think, yeah. not a good person, so there's that. Well, yeah, there's that, but it worked out, because it, it hits so much harder here. 
Yep. Yeah, I forgot this was the first time he ever says that. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And then, uh, again, I just wrote down little moments I enjoyed. I didn't, you know, obviously beat for beat this because I want to soak it in. I liked, like, Pepper. Everyone gets kind of, like, moments to reconnect in the midst of this madness. Uh, Pepper and uh, Iron Man are kind of fighting back to back. I like when Iron Man and Spidey get together. Oh, yeah, because uh, Pepper's in her, her rescue armor. Yep. Which is yep, awesome. Yep, yep. Which is good. What's her character name? Is it Rescue? Rescue. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I um, assume we'll never see her again in another MCU movie. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know. Because I'm okay with that. Tony won't be back, so. <laughs> Are we sure about that? Mm. Eh, probably. I hope not. I hope they're done with him. Because yeah. I don't I mean, see him anymore in movies. Yeah. He started off the whole thing, so I can. I see why they latched onto him so much, but yeah, by the end of it, it's kind of burnt out. Yeah, no. This is yeah. such a good fight scene, too. Just them fighting. I think it's like a 20, 30 minute scene of them. Just oh, fighting. yeah, it's up there. And it's, it's just yep. like callback after callback because they're trying to get the stones to the van to get them taken back to the past. So Thanos can't use them. OK, <sighs> so that is their plan. Yeah. So Cap's yeah. like, God, can you get to the van, get them back. Sky and Wasp is like, we'll read you Cap or she calls him Cap. After <laughs> making fun of Scott for calling him that and Ant-Man the Wasp, we see Spidey and, use instant kill mode. And they so, end up, that, that I love the instant kill mode. Yeah, it's I like the instant. Go ahead, sorry. I was just say again, it's just callback after callback. I yeah. love it. I like the instant kill mode because he's like, I got it. I got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. And he asks for help. I love, again, one of the things I love about Spider-Man is that he is clearly inexperienced um, and he's young <laughs> and he's he's a go-getter, but he's not. You know, he's not Thor, you know, he's not Iron Man or Captain, but mm-hmm. he, he's going to grow into this role and be formidable. Uh, and I just love it. You know, he's like, I got this. I got this. I don't. Uh, Steve calls him Queens, which is another call back to Civil it's War. Good. It's good. He throws Mjolnir and Spidey webs onto it as it flies by. Yep. I like uh, I like when Dr. Strange stops a waterfall because you got to give him something to do. Yeah, because they had to take him out of the fight. <laughs> yeah. More or less. Oh. <laughs> He also doesn't have the time stone either, which I like too. True. When he shows right. up, right? I thought that was cool. And then when Tony first sees Peter, he hugs Peter. You're like, this yeah. is nice, so sweet. Well, because he tells him in Homecoming, he's like, "I'm just getting the door. We're not there yet, but now they are." <laughs> and then you also have Quill see young Gamora, and he gets punched in the, gets kicked in the dick. Very funny. <laughs> this is very you missed very it funny. on the first time, but on the second time, you got both. <laughs> oh god, it's so funny. It's really good because he he thinks it's his Gamora, but it's yeah. Gamora who hasn't met him yet. She's like, really, this guy? Nebula's like, it was him or a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny moment. I love that. I love. I think that's when you start to realize, like, this isn't his Gamora. I I really mm-hmm. like that. There's a. I do like. Um. And then of course my my new favorite. I think she might be my new oh, favorite. She's Scarlet. up there. Scarlet Witch appears. Oh, she's so good. She's just so angry and just. Uh, and where does this fall in like WandaVision? Is WandaVision after all this? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I, she breaks his sword in half. You know, the sword he was cutting Captain America's shield <laughs> with. Just so overpowered. Just so. I. It's amazing. Uh, she's I mean, awesome. That's why they she's get good. rid of her pretty quickly because she is so one of the most powerful characters. With, they do a with good Carol job Hamlet. showing it here, too, because. She's like, you took everything from me. And he's like, I don't even know who you are. You will. And it proceeds to beat the hell out of him <laughs> with just her magic. She like lifts him up in the air and he's he can't do anything. He has to rain down the cannons to take her out. Yeah, she's, she's the, the, she's the Scarlet Witch. She's the Scarlet Witch. 
Man, I love that character. I can't wait to see more things. Ebony Maul is like, what about our army? And he's like, (laughs) save me. (laughs) That guy. He doesn't care. Nope. That's it. So he he starts raining fire on it. And then, of course, Captain Marvel goes god mode. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, because they're like, it's just panning over the battlefields. All the heroes are getting pelted with these shots, and then they just stop. Like, they turn, the cannons turn, start shooting into space, and... Tony's like, Friday, what are they shooting at? She <laughs> says something's entered the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so good when she shows up to it. I labeled this as the Mike Alberton cheat code. Like someone <laughs> in the movie just popped in Game Genie and just destroyed the entire ship. Oh, yeah. Man. She flies through it twice and it's just done. And even then it's just <laughs> like, what the hell? What is this? Because he's never seen her before. And and this one, we got our ladies of Marvel moment. Um, love it it's excellent that's excellent what did this get flack back in the day which was two years ago like did, I, were people i think this is in response to flack is everyone's okay. kind of like shitting on female characters and like i said black panther we got kind of a diet version of a few of the female fighters right. together but this is everyone yep oh, they all man. get a thing to do i and like they, this girl power succeed. scene though go for it a yeah lot. oh yeah because uh she lands in front of peter who's got the gauntlet now because it goes from Hawkeye to Black Panther, who gets caught by Ebony Ma, who throws it to Peter, and now he's giving it to Carol. He's like, I don't know how you're going to get through all that. And they're like, uh, she's got help. And it's her and Scarlet Witch and Jesus Christ, everyone. <laughs> it's Kimora, Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Even Wasp stops helping Ant-Man to come in. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and Valkyrie's got her horse, too, in this scene, or this mm-hmm. whole part. Which I don't know where else she got the horse from that she's supposed to have, but hey, she got the horse. So, yeah. I think I think I I just remember from a couple of years ago when this when this came out, there were um there was a, a segment of the population who just felt this was very pandering, like like almost forced in. And my reaction to that is good. It's yes. pandering in the best yes, way. Yes, of course it is, yeah. and it's great. It you it's required. Yes, we should be. <laughs> this is this is long overdue, um, and it's wonderful, right? It's just a great op- and they they basically get the best of thanos really yeah um, and then you also have carol fighting thanos and i like how when she's fighting him i think <laughs> does he already have the gauntlet at this point uh yes. yeah he he's kinda... trying to pull up his hand what the hell okay and then he has to take out the power stone in order to beat her well yeah because yeah. he goes to use it and she grabs onto his grabs onto the gauntlet and he's like pulling out it and she's not budging and he headbutts her, and she just tanks it. Just, oh, my God. Yeah. She's so badass. Great. Yeah, like, so she has to take out the Power Stone and punch her with it to to knock her away. But then he goes to, uh, oh, and I think he look. I think this is when Tony, when does he look over at Strange? And Strange kind of gives him this look that basically says, you're going to have to do this. Yeah. Like, well, because he asked him at the start of the fight, he's like, you saw right. 14 whatever million combinations. Is this it? He's like, I, if I tell you, it won't happen. I think it's here. The helix over and he just kind of holds up the one finger. Yeah. And that's that's basically it. So he uh, steals the stones. Okay, he's, you don't know he steals the stone. He gets the you know Thanos gets his gauntlet back. Snap. Nothing happens. Yeah, because Tony Tony jumps on him. Yeah. I don't and, get how he uh, took the stones out, but I guess I it's don't his know either. Body, so. I don't know either. It's, it's, it's all his armor. This is all meshes together. When we see Tony go to use it, you can see the stones kind of like moving up the armor. Like he just kind of saps them away when he grabs it. Which yep. I can buy it because it's his armor. 
Yeah. I'd be, I'd, I'd buy that too. And, and right uh, before Thanos snaps is when he says, I am inedible, and then nothing happens. And then when Tony <laughs> does it, then he says that, you know, classic line from the first movie, I am Iron Man, and he snaps. Yeah. Boom. The baddies it's, get dusted. It's so It's good. a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Watching everyone go to dust and disappear. And I love how bewildered Thanos is in all this. Like he looked like this is he was destined. Like he and he's looking around like so I was yeah, destined I just, to do this. I just lost. It's a pure true defeat, and it's really just exactly the way he needs to go out. As I've said before, I I truly think he he truly thinks this is this is destiny because when he did the first snap, he could have gone too. He's a living creature. He had a 50-50 oh, yeah. shot. I think about that. Oh yeah, he had a 50-50 shot when he when he did it. And I think that probably play, and it's never stated, but I think that plays into his character. I think he would accept because even when he gets beheaded, he's I forget he says something like, "Oh, he sees his own beheading." <laughs> we didn't mention that. <laughs> he watches his own beheading. Is like that's my destiny. Uh, that's yeah. destiny. That that fine. I'm good with that. And uh, so sad. And it's a great way to to see this wonderful character out. It's great. It would have been it would have been cheating if he lost in the giant battle and you know got thrown into the cosmos or something. Nope. He's going to go out the way he expected to go out. And the way uh, he took out half the population of everything. Yep. Like it's, yeah. it's a fitting demise. It's what he gets. Yeah. And then after Tony snaps, you see Tony dying because he, his body couldn't handle the snap. Yeah. Which makes sense. He's a human. Oh, yeah. So I think he I, died pretty quick. But and he looks more rough here than he does at the start of the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, yeah. No, he's he's clearly barely clinging to life. Yeah. Yeah, his and now all all his pals show up, of course. Uh, so you get versus Peter, uh, versus Peter, of course. Well, first I think it was Brody, and oh, he, he comes by like a soldier bud, and then yeah, of course Peter is just broken up, and then Pepper, of course, knows it's over, and yeah. boom, he fades. And that's the well, he, he she she asks Friday and says the life signs are failing or fading, but she calls back to what she tells him earlier when he says. He figured out time travel. He could fix everything, but he could also just not. He's throwing the leg, go to bed. She's like, would you be able to rest? And then now she tells him that he can finally rest. Yep. It's a good, again, a good bookend to the beginning of the film. It's sad, right? I, I don't, but I think it didn't catch me as hard as I think no. other characters would. I wasn't sad. Yeah, well, I know you were. You know. <laughs> but I, I didn't catch me as hard as the others. It was more of a fitting ending than a really emotional one. Well, it's um, been 22 movies since this yeah. had started and Iron Man started it. I mean, you, plus, you know, because of, you know, you know, I listened to all the stuff that goes on with contract negotiations and, you know, you knew he wasn't, he was done. So it, yeah. it's a fitting end. Like I knew, I figured him and Cap and Thor weren't coming out of this movie alive just because yeah, of that. I figured someone was dying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that was just an assumption. I, I, think I didn't from, expect oh, Black okay. Widow to die. I didn't see that coming either. I wasn't sure who, but I do. Maybe it's also a um, a byproduct of us watching these back to back to back relatively, right? Like quickly. Um, I m- I might be experiencing a little Iron Man burnout. Like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so so maybe that's why I didn't hit as hard. I I don't know, but it's definitely a well framed scene. The, the the beats are all there. It's it's well handled um, by the well, brothers. So nobody. The first do. first time I saw it, it hit hard. It hit like a truck. Oh but. yeah, I. I I don't remember. I'm sure it did. I, I'm sure I hit like a truck. Yeah, it didn't yeah. bother me. At this point, it's like a time's about to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and again, you know it's going to happen. So I, I think I was been... just all broken up because we lost Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow. So I was like, yeah. you were still in mourning. I think in the theater. I, I think I think in the theater 
if you saw us in theaters, you were probably starting a chant like, let's go, Skojo, right? Like when they were fighting, you know? You lost, like, you lost Black Widow and Hawkeye in the same movie because he's he's not my Hawkeye. No, not <laughs> at all. Age of Ultron, I like them. Does he do anything in the in the final in the final uh, battle? The first one to carry the gauntlet is pretty much. Oh, it. that's right, that's right. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. You already had a whole movie of him, so they're like, yeah, we'll show all their characters that we haven't seen in this movie. I like, I like. Hawkeye. And this is when you have Barton ends up taking the plane back, and he sees his family. So you know, it's okay. He killed hundreds and hundreds of people. Like, it's okay. This before that school, he sees Ned. Ned. So happy to see Ned. Love Ned. Yeah, I like it. I, it's a, if you, I don't know if you mentioned this, but it's a full school. It's yeah. real school. It's not like half mm-hmm. school. You know, I, I caught me like this is normal school. I guarantee you it was not this, you know, not a few <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, they well, I don't want to spoil too much. So they kind of talk a little bit about how school was. In oh, okay. Home, if I remember right. right. Yes, cool. Yeah, you do. Because Far From Home, the way I always put it, is it's a John Hughes movie from the 1980s. Well, yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm, I am I am cautiously... Cautiously looking forward to it. I think you will like it. Okay. So we'll get there, but I think you will like it. It's not, it's not a bad movie. Okay. I had issues with it when I first saw it. I only seen it the one time. Yep. We get Scott with the family. We get, we get Black Panther with his mom and his sister. It's always cool to see his sister because his sister is awesome. Does his sister have a name? Like a superhero name? Is it just Siri? No, superhero. It's just Siri. Oh, it's just Siri. Okay. In the comics, she does become Black Panther at one point. So that, might oh. happen oh, that's okay that's i don't know yeah. what i know the actress i think we talked about this before the actress said that it wouldn't be right to do it without bozeman but i don't know yeah they've already got a sequel coming out so they figured something out yep and then we have of course uh his uh tony's voiceover of his recorded will throughout these little uh little scenes so again just a very uh very touching moment that he recorded this before the time travel thing wasn't sure if he was coming back he is not and then we get our funeral it's very sad. So there's, I have, I have an issue or a joke about this funeral. So <laughs> it's a joke about the funeral. There's one character in uh-huh. the funeral. When I first saw this movie, I'm like, who the hell is, who is that? he? Who is yeah. that person? That's it's exactly the kid funny. from Iron Man three. What? <laughs> it's no. the potato rifle kid. Is it really? Yeah. Yes, they brought the gonna... actor back to do the one <gasps> scene. I'm just like, why? Because no one cares about Iron Man three. That's why. So that's the that's the kid. I'm yes. sure everyone had that same reaction. It's like, who is this guy? I had yeah, the, I, I wrote it, it down in my notes. Who is this guy? And I was going to look it up, but I figured I would just ask you guys on the show. It'd be more fun that way. Ew. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I guess Tony Stark did have an impression on him, but who's how cold now, that... bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your dad left later. It um, was so stupid to me. Like when that, when I saw that, I'm just like, why would you have this? He yeah. doesn't need to come back. Like they, they didn't really have that big of a connection in three. No, no. it was just a kid that was there. Just he helped him with this PTSD though. Yeah. Cause he told him to build something. That's it. Build something. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Glad, <laughs> glad that guy got a day, uh, day rate for, uh, I do. I do like that. We see the present pepper gives Tony at the, the first Iron Man movie, the proof. Tony Stark has a heart with the original arc reactor that he Beautiful. builds. It's great. That's okay. great. Yeah, that was, I like that. I like seeing that again. Yep. And the funeral was sad. Is it, where's where's ScarJo's funeral? Where's Black Widow? Come on, guys. <laughs> Beyond that, scene. like right after the scene, Clint's like, I wish I could let her know. And Scarlet Witch is like, they, he, she knows. They both know. And I'm like, you had a brother, too. Do you remember that guy? <laughs> 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 He's only one movie. Cut down. <laughs> <laughs> He's been yes. gone a long time. 
Mr. Sharing Porter. a moment. Sharing a moment there. That's a good point. Yeah, right. You, you did have a sibling that that was killed pretty dra- pretty dramatically. It's okay. <laughs> She'll see him again. Uh, well, don't eat oh. him. Don't don't go there. Oh no. <laughs> and this is when Thor ends up saying goodbye, and he goes with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Which I think, if the old whole crap hadn't happened with James Gunn, that Thor would have been in Guardians Three. Probably. I think that was the plan because originally Guardians Three was supposed to come out way earlier than what we're, when we're getting it because. They were working on it, but then they canceled it. Is yeah. he not? Is he not in Guardians Three? I don't think so because in be. the Thor Love and yeah. Thunder movie, the Guardians are in the movie, but supposedly only for a small part. So I think whatever was supposed to happen in Guardians Three is now going to be in Thor Love and Thunder with Thor. Well, that's strange. He he belongs with the Guardians. Like this, oh. this really yeah, does no, work. This is a, his home. Yeah, he's just a jokey asshole now. So yeah, right. he needs to be there. And yeah, also, if I remember correctly, Thor Love and Thunder might have not been planned right away. I can't remember if it was planned, if they, because, so yeah, because I, if I remember correctly, Thor Love and Thunder was after Guardians of the Galaxy 3, so we would have saw Thor in Guardians, then we would have saw Thor again in Love and Thunder, but because of them being idiots, we're going to see Thor, we're going to see Guardians in, in the beginning of Thor Love and Thunder from the sound of it, only in a small part of it from what I've heard, and then with the things, articles that come out about it. So that that's the way of tying up this end. Huh. I, I do like that you see Quill searching for Gamora, because there's a deleted scene. I think it's after the fight where it shows her walking away because she doesn't know what else to do now. Yeah, right. She's not even from this time. Nope. She got to figure some stuff out. And and then you also have at the same point you have Cap who goes back and who ends up having to. He's the one that's going to go back and deliver the stones, and he has the hammer to go put everything back where it's supposed to be. And this is such a powerful scene. Like he has Bucky. Only Bucky and Falcon are there because everybody else is gone. And there and I like how he tells Bucky, "Don't get in any trouble while I'm gone." Yep. Which is a reference to the first Captain America movie when Bucky says that to Cap. Oh, right, right, right. Yep. Which I didn't know until the internet told me. I did not remember. <sighs> do some, don't do something stupid. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. It, it's, I love the scene where they he, they count the five seconds, they go to bring him back, and he doesn't come back. They're like, where is he? Get him back. Get him back. Where is he? And then all of a sudden, Falcon sees a guy sitting on a bench <laughs> nearby. I really love this scene. This is yeah. such a good scene. It's just a, it's a fitting end. He Captain America deserves this. He yeah. has earned this more than any other character in this entire MCU. Uh, this might be my favorite ending of the MCU uh, because I think it is so beautiful and touching. I really respect the Russo brothers for letting this scene happen. We're three hours in, right? Like everyone should be tired. And by the way, this movie's paced so well. Yeah. I didn't feel the three hours. I really did not. They just still let it ha- let let Captain America have his moment. I love the satisfied smile on his face. And even uh, Falk is like, so you going to tell me about her? He smiles <laughs> yeah, and says, nope, no, nope, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to. Oh, cause it's just for him. And it's great. Yeah. He, he's done so many things for other people that th- he, he has earned the fact, earned something just for him. And it's, it's gorgeous. Cap does the, the two handed pat on Sam's hand. He sees the ring. <laughs> you going to tell me about her? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. After and, he uh, gives him the shield. Of course. Like Sam says that he's sad that he's going to live in a world without Captain America. He's like, oh, about that. And he hands him the shield. I haven't seen Winter Soldier yet. So, I mean, I've, I saw the first episode of Winter Soldier and it was fine. It was just yeah, fine. It, it it basically deals with this this scene. Okay. That's why I figured. Yeah. Where he gives saw the him first the shield episode. And Falcon doesn't really want to feel like he's worthy of the shield. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 So we also uh, see Nick Fury in the funeral. Uh-huh. Like we yeah, which was cool. We did not mention that. And Colby Sm- Smulders is there, too. Or, uh, so we haven't seen them since 
Infinity War. Ultron? Oh, oh, yeah. The, uh, they're in the they cameo were. Infinity War, but yeah, Ultron right. was the last time they actually played a part. Yeah. Right. We'll see them um, in the next movie, though. Yes, we will. Sort of. <laughs> All right. And but. that's basically it. And then it ends with Cap and Peggy dancing. He and finally he gets his dance. He finally gets his dance. Payoff of the of the year. Man, so good. So was this kiss earned, Bill? <laughs> I mean, it could not be more earned. I mean, it's it, if it was any more earned, he would have built it like <laughs> from, from raw materials. Like that's how earned this thing is. I also love that it's the very last scene of what, in my opinion, should be the Infinity Saga is just this last scene of them kissing. And that's the oh, last scene no. you see. This should have been the last movie. Why time. isn't it? It makes no sense it's not. And, I, and that's the thing I can think of yeah. is right. That so they only have so long to Do use Spider-Man. Do it earlier. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's dumb. Yeah, It feels you, like one of those things where you would see a list of names all etched in and then someone puts a sticky note at the bottom of someone else's name. It's like... It, Spider-Man Far From Home yeah, is also it's part just, of this. Because it's considered the final movie of the Infinity Saga. But I, I, this should have been it. But since Peter Parker is dead in, after Infinity War, you can't make another movie that took place between them. So you have to do that. And I'm it, pretty sure it's a right thing where they only had like they had to get these movies out quick. Otherwise, they would lose access to him. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think after we get No Way Home, I don't think we're getting Spider-Man back. I think he's going. I think Sony's done with it, with his deal. That's so upsetting because he's so good and it's it's such a great take on the character. Well, but then again, we have we have multiverse. So yeah, as long as we're getting Spider Verse <laughs> movies, Sony can keep them. So Spider Verse, yeah, as exactly. As I'm I, exactly, I'm I'm with you on that one. So that's what I think might be happening. I don't know, but that's I, that's the only reason I can think that they had this that movie that quickly and didn't have it before or wait a year and then you know start Phase Four. Like Black Widow should have been in Phase Three. This should have been before Endgame. Endgame finishes out the year, and then the following year, when you start Phase Four, you start with Spider-Man. That's how, in my opinion, how it should have been. Yeah, I think that's fair. But this is a fine ending. I like in the very end credits, everyone gets like their a special little title card. You know, you're featured, your your regular cast, and then you're featured, you're featuring or with Nick Fury, with Samuel Jackson, with Robert Redford, because you gotta give those people more because they are more vital actors in the acting world. And then, of course, the main cast all gets their signatures on the movie. I think this is the end of the series. This is the end. This is the definitive end. I don't. Uh-huh. I, it's it's so definitive end. Um, and at the very very end, because I went to the end credits and I knew it wasn't going to be an end credit. At the very very end, after the final credit shows up over the Marvel, I think it's over the Marvel logo. You hear a ding, yeah, ding. And I, I, I'm assuming that's supposed to signify Iron Man building his first uh, Tony yeah. Stark building his yep. first. Suit. Okay. It is. Yep. Okay, I got that right. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the movie. Yeah, uh, it's a good movie. It's 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 great. It's it's really really great. Um, it's got a few I think glaring issues that it probably didn't hit me in the, the first time around. But like killing um, Black Widow, that's a glaring issue. That's fine. She, <laughs> she, she comes okay. back. She comes back kinda in the Black Widow movie. I say kind of because I think she's half asleep in, in a lot of it, but that's fine. Oh, it's okay. She's kind of she's a little drowsy. It's OK. Thank oh, God her. Thank God her sister's, right thank God her sister's in it because her sister's wonderful and she steals the movie. Full stop. You're talking about yeah. that soon. It's not she's a little she's a little drowsy. She's been doing this character for a while. She's a little checked out. And she's probably never she, doing the character again. So, hey, done. she's done. Yeah, she's and she can tell she's kind of done in this one. But anyway, we will talk about Black Widow another day. Yes, but I think now it's time for shelf stacker box. Yes.
So is anyone not putting it on the shelf? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Oh, Bill, why don't you go first? I'll go first. Yeah, this is on the shelf. Of course it is. This is this is the the this is the the task of making this movie is not a enviable one, right? Because you have to wrap up twenty something odd movies, and you have to close it well with you have to tie up a bunch of plots. You have to. It's it's just movie is a mammoth undertaking. This movie is, and it, it succeeds in nearly every way. Um, it's emotional. All the characters get time to really wrestle with their characters. The way it portrays the dusting aftermath is stunning and and scary as it should be. Uh, it's it ends on a glorious twenty minute battle scene, which again is just I just pop after pop. I mean, it is like it's it's phenomenal. I don't like I don't like, I don't like Professor Hulk. I, yeah. I don't I don't even think he's in the final scene final battle. He's there, remember. but you don't see him very much. Yeah, he's not engaged and he's the Hulk. Like he's a central character of this of the MCU and he's I don't know, doing equations somewhere. Like he's not even involved in the battle. Uh, I don't I don't like to press Thor. I think they really treat him with a lot of again, this is just an old fashioned way of treating that kind of character. Uh, he does develop throughout and he does redeem, but yeah, I didn't like that up front. Other than that, I think it's uh, sensational. And yeah, sorry. Sorry, Black Widow. You had to go. Sorry. You had to go. So this is indeed going on the shelf. And it's a wonderful end to the Infinity Saga. And uh, looking forward to seeing the Coda, which is far from home, I guess. I guess it's like the special feature <laughs> at the end of the mo- at the end of the saga. So shelf. OK, how about you? You should have had him when he when he snaps the gauntlet Hulk that it kind of like Knocks the professor part out of him. Then he could just be normal Hulk again. <laughs> the 50% like, he's like, there. yeah, th- then you get professor Hulk to actually use the gauntlet. And then we still get normal Hulk afterwards. So best of both yeah, worlds. That would have worked. I, I An absolute just, win, as he would say. Yeah. Wrestle with the duality by being <laughs> two people. Like don't mush, but whatever. yeah, right. Anyway, Bill kind of said it best. There's really not much more to add to that. It's the culmination of, 11 years of movies so it has to be the best one it's not my favorite but it's probably the best overall other than those couple of things that we harped on most of this episode but, <laughs> yeah we yeah, do all that that's we do yeah it's going on the shelf okay i'm also gonna put this on the shelf i really enjoyed this movie this is up there for me as one of the best ones it's it's definitely the best avengers film out of all four of them for sure mm, okay for me <laughs> I will still defend Age of Ultron. I do like Age of Ultron is a good movie. But this movie on its own is five and a half hours long, so. Of the three of them. (laughs) (laughs) But I really enjoyed it. Other than I don't like what they did with with Hawkeye and I don't like the Scott Jones, you know, the kill off Black Widow, I I really enjoyed the film. I watched it over the course of two days because I didn't have time to put a three hour movie in one night because I get off work late and have to get up early as hell. So. I unfortunately didn't watch this the way I wanted to, but I enjoyed it. I, I didn't want to stop watching it. I was really like, this was just, I enjoyed it. And I, it made me realize how excited I got when I saw this movie in theaters. It is such a good film. It's going on the shelf and you should watch it again. Everybody should. It's so good. I think my biggest gripe about the whole infinity saga is they don't use the stones enough on their own. So like you have six stones that all do super awesome things and you use them like four times total. And most of that's infinity war with, and it was just kind of screwing with people. Right. Anyway, yeah. that's me. It would have been nice to see it more. Indeed. We'll get there. And this takes place in 2023. Endgame does the same year that WandaVision takes place. And Falcon and Winter Soldier and Far From Home take place in 2024. 
So just to put that out there. Okay. Hmm. So WandaVision and Falcon happened before Far From Home that you'll be watching next time. Okay. That's good to know. Cool. Good, good, good. So yeah, that, that wraps us up. And I think we should, and as obviously we're going to be watching next time you, you hear from us, we'll be covering Spider-Man Far From Home to finally wrap up this crazy idea <laughs> I had almost two years ago. Wow. It's been a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then after we finish Spider-Man Far From Home, there will be a recap episode. Where we talk about what we did and rank and do our rankings. So yep. I'm looking forward to that. Indeed. And then I will eventually do phase four, but <laughs> at some point I haven't decided yet exactly how we want to do that, but I do want to do it because I love these movies. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. We got some, we got some time for that. Maybe a little decompress period. Yeah. Yeah. A little time to kind of like this thing and then, yeah, maybe we hit it again. But Hey, we, if we did phase four, we'd only be doing like two or three movies a year. We wouldn't be doing, you know, 12 if so, we don't wait to 2023, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do if we, I wait, what are we doing? <laughs> well, there's 11 movies and 13 series in Phase 4. God, there's that many series. Yeah, yeah I keep forgetting about series. this series. Man, and, it goes, and Phase 4 goes to like 2023, I think, or 2024. Fantastic Four hasn't been announced when it's going to be out, but that's the last one of the wrap of Phase 4. Okay. So, we'll see. Well, we'll talk we, I will wait for your expert direction on that, sir. But yeah, it's it's right. I part of my plan is to do it next year. Just do it here and there and get caught up. So that way we're we can do it like shortly after it comes out, like once it's on Disney Plus and not do it all at once like what we've been doing. Mm-hmm. So it's not this insane. But yeah. So, uh, Bill, since why don't you recommend where, why don't you tell people where they can find you at? Oh, yeah. My uh, you can check out my podcast, which is called A Gamer Looks at 40. Um, it's a retrospective of the history of games as told through the Everyday people who lived it. My brother uh, labeled it as the This American Life of Video Games. And while I've never listened to a single episode of that, I'm going to trust his judgment. So, um, yeah, it's just stories and recollections. Uh, both of these fine folk have been on the show already and will be in the future. As of this recording, we just released our SNES episode, which was a lot of fun. And we're just we're just moving through the history of games. So uh, Gamer looks at 40 on Twitter to see all the things that I do on that. Ran out of steam on that plug. But uh, yeah, that's the story. Okay. And if you enjoyed this episode, we have tons of other MCU episodes to go listen to. So definitely go check that out. We've covered every movie up to this point as part of the MCU. And we've done other films too. We cover games. That's the main part of the show. You can definitely go find all those episodes if you scroll through our library of stuff. We also cover comics. And if you want to help out the show for as little as a dollar, you can sign up for our Patreon, which you will see a link in the show notes. And you can go vote in our monthly polls that we have to decide. We always have one episode every month that we let we let the fans decide what we're going to cover. So definitely go check that out. And I want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro, courtesy of Bobby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet. As long as the Cool Kids Squad, you can definitely go check him out. You'll see a link in the show notes to his YouTube channel. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube. Just audio, but you can go find it there if you'd rather listen to to our show on YouTube. So definitely go check that out. Please subscribe. Help us out. And I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Assemble! (laughs) Avengers, assemble! (laughs) Okay, go! (laughs) 